0: Welcome, everyone, to this completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, August 25th. 2020. The state's on fire. My name is Pat Contre, alongside Ian Ferguson. Uh, On the show today, we'll be talking about, talking about, talking about um, Batman teaser. The Batman. Netflix high score. Battletoads. I Am 8-Bit Cartridge. A Neo Geo Tabletop Arcade. A Scumbag sell of a Week. Patreon Poll Topic. Blah, blah. First, Ian, you have a Yoikoi Kids second print run that you can order right now at... We do tinyurl.com slash
1: yokoi kids zine. That's y o k o i kids zine. Um, yes. So if you've been following on the podcast, uh, we uh, yokoi kids put out the yokoi kids annual volume one two weeks ago. The first print run sold out. Um, we are currently in an open pre order for the second print run. So we are going to it's going to be open, it's open, it's, it's going to be
0: open you, for about a week. You know, it's also open. <clears throat> getting enamel pins. T-shirts that are limited. I was going to run down what the Okoy Kid zine was again, real quick. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: For you. people who didn't know.
0: <laughs> you said the last three weeks. I thought by now, for at first you didn't explain ever what it, whenever it was. Hammer it really it, it. It. Uh, Hammering hammer. it home. You're learning from Pat. Hammer it home. 25 games, multiple writers, oh, multiple
1: artists, 90 pages, $8. Okay. Thank you
0: very much. Alright. Well, once you're done ordering that, go to Com for certain guidebooks and t-shirts that are limited and um and even these are rbi baseball rbi baseball stickers but if you're in the uk now i have an official unofficial uk distributor for the super nintendo books and soon for the nes books and you'll save a little bit versus buying directly from across the pond as they say ian if you're in as europe they say. um you want to go to uh it's puka puka games ian it's PukaPukaGames.co.uk, P-U-C-A-P-U-C-A-Games.co.uk, and there's you can buy games and consoles and accessories and merch and other things. You know, they got some games for sale, Game Boy Color Systems, Nintendo 3DS, or you can get the guidebook there as well. And that's actually run by our ex-editor of the podcast, Kieran. Friend of the podcast, Kieran. Employee and friend of the podcast, ex-employee of the podcast. <laughs> there uh and i'm also of course i'm on cameo cameo.com slash pat country for all your wedding and breakup needs um and shout outs if you want to book me there so oh yeah and join on youtube we're done with that okay we have a we have a update to the epic apple uh, lawsuit. Obviously, went in front of a court because there was so much going on. You know, the court has to come in preliminary, say, okay, this is bullshit, or this goes forward because all this crap's getting flown around. So basically, it's it's going the way we predicted. Ian and I have our, our law degrees; we know how this stuff works out. So that's yeah, very very fancy lawyers. So, so a TRO, <clears throat>, temporary restraining order from Epic went through, so that the Unreal Engine cannot just be thrown off cuz that's ridiculous. Yeah. By 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 the the judge said um, what did they say here? Um, Apple is hard-pressed to dispute that even if Epic Games succeeded on its merits, it would be too it could be too late to save all the projects by third-party developers relying on the engine that were shelved while support was unavailable. So, I mean, even if if, we, if Apple threw them out and then they came back in, you're already screwed. You screwed. Right. So you can't just get rid of it willy-nilly. Apple has chosen to act severely and by doing so has impacted non-parties and a third-party developer ecosystem, which is what everyone said. Like, this is insane. Like, there's no basis for this. So th- that, those will still go to trial for that. But now it's like uh, they're going to have to prove that first. Apple right. Before. It. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, though. Uh, Fortnite's not back on the on the iOS store, which I didn't think that was going to happen either. So that's going to go to trial. So this is going to be a long, drawn-out thing for both of these. But there's no way Apple's going to be able to toss the Unreal Engine. I don't see that happening. No, that's that's nuts. That's throwing out the baby with the bathwater. There you go. Ian. That's an old, old-timey saying that's still around. There we go. Was there ever, anyone that threw out the baby with the bathwater by accident? I wonder. Not. You know, this bucket's a little heavier than usual. What's going on here? You know, <laughs> I just don't want to picture that. Uh, I just did. Um... Epic and Apple met in court via Zoom. That would be funny as hell. To determine whether. It's a new world, Ian, pandemic. Yeah. You, court cases in Zoom. Can I do jury duty? I'd do jury duty if it was Zoom, I think. I would show up. <laughs> so go to the... I'd have to go all the way down to the courthouse and get a snack and walk real quick, come back with a snack and listen to it. I know?
1: did jury duty once, and it made me... And then we got um, we got cut free... Uh, After like two days of the trial, uh, because there was uh, potential uh, witness tampering, or not? uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, jury tampering.
0: They were, they were, they were. were, Hey, you want twenty bucks? (laughs) Or or they threaten you? (laughs) They they
1: didn't offer me anything. But uh, um, I always wondered what happens during jury duty if you have to go to the bathroom.
0: You don't. You hold it.
1: I <laughs> guess. I guess. I wonder how many people pull sure their pants.
0: I'm sure you can raise your hand and the judge will be. Like, All right, what is it? Okay, go.
1: Yeah, just curious about that cuz
0: I drink a lot of coffee. I th- during that during that time
1: I would drink a lot of coffee in the morning and I'd be like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it." Luckily, I didn't yeah. have to
0: put it to the test. My jury duty was uh it was a week, but it was a week as they were deciding the jury. But I still had to go every day and sit in the back as they tossed off jurors. They start they start by selecting their whatever their twenty. Yeah. The twelve and the reserves and they start tossing them off each each side. It was a civil suit, a lot of money at stake. So each so each uh you know, prosecution, defense, they both toss off people. So I'm sitting there like I mean this might get to me eventually, but the, like there's like thirty five people but back here. <laughs> I just, oh, it's, it's, I just, the, toss off is like oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Toss a all right, so anyway, so that's what's going on with Epic and Apple. This is the start. It's going to go on for like a year probably here, but you don't, you're not going to see Fortnite back on probably iOS for a while. That's gonna, it's it's going to drag on and on there. Uh, we, got a, we got a job opening. I'm headhunting now, Ian. I'm officially a headhunter. I'm getting a 10% finder's fee. We're looking, Ian, for a senior system software engineer, uh uh for in television entertainment. I was gonna say uh, we are or, or... No no yes yeah, so I'm 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 headhunting officially. I was contacted to do this. Uh uh, working with You will take on the senior system software engineer position working with our hardware and firmware teams on the hand controllers of a new video game console. You'll be part of the team that develops the underlying operating system and SDK, which is software development kit, for these feature-rich embedded controllers. So, you know, it's definitely something that was going to be finished and out to people this fall when, when you're still developing the controllers. controllers. Controllers definitely
1: sound like future accessories. Yes, too. it's
0: future accessories, Your your controllers, that your system needs to actually function and ship so um there you go, just want to put that out there uh if everyone out there wants to work on a project like this and it definitely doesn't sound like they've probably lost employees during this time probably no. if, if, probably not probably not okay um hey if you stop me up, eh, windows ninety five twenty fifth anniversary we just we just uh just came and went in. what are yeah. your windows ninety five memories
1: uh i i uh, windows ninety five reminds me of probably the time i was most into computers um because i remember going to the store with my friend toby to pick up windows 95 i also remember going to the store with my friend toby to get os2 warp uh shortly thereafter to, to warp tr- to try that um, i remember that but yeah that 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 obviously did not stay on the computer for very long um but yeah i i remember the ad campaign i remember um you know going and picking it up with my friend i remember uh you know running dos games on windows 95 but having to do it in like the compatibility modes essentially you didn't boot the dos like me and try to just load it up you could do that too that's what i was doing um so yeah i mean i definitely remember it and it was weird to me because it's the only time in my memory in, in, in my memory that i remember an operating system getting that much mainstream oh yeah press. it was a big deal I mean, it was News huge.
0: Stories, c- campaigns, huge marketing campaigns. Rolling Stone's "Start Start Me Up" video. I mean, that was it was huge. Um, this was the time when computers were starting to go super mainstream. Finally, yes, mid '90s, multimedia, CD-ROM. People were starting to get those fucking free AOL discs every other week in the mail. Mid '90s, want to even stay '94. Started '93, but we're, pa- we're past the difficulty of using a computer or getting to the point where it's becoming more accessible to everyone because DOS ain't accessible to most people during the DOS days. Not many people had computers. It's just, they just didn't, um, you need something, you needed something that made computers accessible and easy. And while 3.1 did it a little bit, 3.1 was not the solution. Um, you still needed to to be a mechanic so to speak w- w- using a computer. There was a lot of shit in 3.1 that didn't work still. You couldn't add hardware easily on 3.1. Um no. The plug and play came with 95. Like that was a huge thing. Plug, plug and play. play.
1: Yes, was uh, one of the
0: biggest things. Put your Sound Blaster card in your computer, thank hopefully your, your Windows 95 will recognize the damn thing or if not you can like go to the, the, the you know the, the the driver database. Right. Before that it was tough. It was a little bit tough. Going into a DOS prompt and going to the IRQ settings and setting it like that was a thing. That's why you had people crash software and games. But that still happened with Windows 95. You still had like, crashes. Oh, yeah. Um, up, it wasn't really stable until 98, uh, Windows 95. Like, once 98 was like super stable, 95, you still was like crap shoot. Click on something, it might run today. Tomorrow, it might not run. Um... So that, to me, is a transition period. 95 is when computers became more mainstream. Because before that, you still look at, like, you, like you look at some of, like, the stores of the time, people rushing their store; These are people that are older that are excited about Windows 95. These are, they, yeah. that was the computer market, was older, middle-aged people. You know, you had to be educated and, like, learn about a computer to use it. You know, it's kind of like being, a, like, in order to drive a car, you have to be a mechanic, kind of. Imagine if that had to be, like, that was kind of how it was for computers. You had to know at least a little bit about how the computer ran in order to run some of the software. Uh, And now Windows 95, it it dumbed it down for everyone, which is what we needed. Yep. Right? That's what we needed. needed, You know, imagine trying to use a tablet today and having to, like, have it crash randomly on programs. There are some images on The Verge that are amusing
1: of the Windows 95 launch, including this guy wearing a bandana, excitedly holding up two copies of it in what looks like a computer city or similar store. Oh, really? Let me see that.
0: Um, it's all the way scroll all the way down to the bottom. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh,
1: he's excited. He's very
0: excited. Forty-five year old excited with the bandana. Yep. Yeah, they're all older people. They're all computer tech heads. That's how computers used to be. If if you're if you're a zoomer, you don't realize that you take it for granted. Yeah. And look at the giant windows having five boxes. Yeah. Hang on, that's 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 insane. And it came with the Microsoft Network loaded up. Uh, we were. I was on the Microsoft Network. We we did have that as our ISP for like I want to say a year. It, never used it, and the one thing I remember about it still, um, it was it was better than AOL because you didn't you you could still like go out to Internet Explorer and use it. You don't have to use it through AOLs. You know so you can you can right boot out basically get out of there and still do it. But you still have some of the trappings of the Microsoft Network. Oh, learn about news today or sports. Curated yeah, people, stuff. People yeah. forget that you know it, it.
1: It it took a. I don't remember which version it is at this point, but it took a while for AOL while. to have a. Um, You couldn't just load up the internet with AOL. It took a long time for AOL to even have a portal to the web where you could browse the web from within AOL.
0: I think there was, like, its own web browser. But that was not an immediate thing. No, not at the start. So the Microsoft network, we had that. And the one thing I remember the most that was revolutionary, the chat rooms, Ian, were comic strips. And you created your own avatar. I, ah. It was so cool. I, I I got to find pictures of it online. I had a tiki tiki head, and so instead of just chatting in a chat room, like it did little comic strips. It's like it just drew out things for you. You know, it would go to like Zoom. And there was probably like ten different images that would go back and forth. But you can do like different expressions and things. And is anyone out there besides me? Did I chat with you back in in the in '95 or '96 out there, or even '94? Whatever the hell I had Microsoft Network '95. Um, so it was built in there uh i don't know a lot of people had it because they i don't think microsoft network lasted more than like three four years without even looking i don't think it lasted um because by that by the by year 2000 there were so many mom and pop uh, isps that came about that were cheaper and better you know and they weren't just going off of how much data you use and things like that or minutes or whatever the fuck it was they were unlimited which was not a thing until like the late 90s for the most part um one other things about 95 came with the the weezer music video Oh yeah, that's right, it did. In like 240 times like 180 resolution. Yep. But that was, that was big. Mm-hmm. That was big. And it came with your favorite packing games, right? Uh, Space Cadet Pinball. I was going to say, you better think of it since you mentioned it every week. <laughs> I love Space Cadet Pinball. A step up from Minesweeper, and um, we were trying to think about... The legacy of Windows 95 gaming? There really isn't a legacy. Because no. the more... We, we, Ian, we're going over a list of Windows 95 games, and then Ian said, well, it has to be native to 95, meaning it's not just b- booting to DOS from 95. Most of the games didn't do that.
1: Right. No, there, there was uh, actually not that many. Uh, and I remember my my friend and I being, uh, you know, upset at the time. Because, I mean... You were upset about that? We were like, well we were fucking nerds i mean that's all we did was sit around on our computers all day so like yeah the operating system thing was exciting and then there was nothing and it was funny because we're looking over a list of games that like are like native to it and you were like pitfall the mine adventure and i actually re- and i remember that i remember playing that with the gravest gamepad, uh on before button controller? Yeah. On Windows ninety five. Um because it was one of the few games that was out around then that was, I believe, Windows ninety five only. I
0: don't think there was like a DOS version. Sure. Um then I try to think about it. Um like Hover was on there. Uh we're not talking like blockbuster titles. So then I try, I try to think, did I buy any games that were Windows ninety five native? And then the only one that came to mind, Ian. Oh yeah, I absolutely remember Hover. Yeah, I remember <laughs> playing it because yeah. it was demo, It was packed in. Yeah. I think as a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little, almost like a tech demo, third person. Little, you're in a hovercraft. First person, around. yeah, yeah, first person. Um, Privateer Two, I was, I always give that game a handy. Um, but I played the DOS version. Right, it, it would crash randomly in DOS, but not too often. Like once every like three or four hours, it might crash. So save often on those planets. Uh, but they came out with the ni- Windows ninety five version like a year and a half later. I don't remember that being more stable. That I had problems with. With that, sure. But they, but it was a gimmick to say uh, Warcraft two had a Windows ninety five version Battle Net edition that was supposed to be that. But they, it, at least from my mind, they weren't more stable. They still crashed. It wasn't again until ninety eight when they they hammered out the bugs. There was still DOS in ninety eight, right? They didn't get rid of that until uh, XP. Yeah, I don't
1: think it was until XP um, that you had no real
0: actual no DOS. DOS architecture anymore um so yeah there is no real like windows 95 gaming legacy it just allowed more people to play computer games well yeah it, easier it, to it, play specifically yes no
1: but windows 95 in general made computers far more accessible for people yeah. which opened up pc gaming for a lot of people regardless of whether or not the but, games they were playing were windows 95 specific or not
0: yeah like like in the plug and play stuff it was a lot easier, I believe, to create folders to like groups like think about that. Like it was a big deal to make like folders and shit. It was it was easier in three point one to do some of these things. It just it just made it a better op. It was it was it was kind of revolutionary. Of course someone's gonna say something like, Oh, what about the Mac OS at the time? No one had a fucking Mac. There were too much money. And there was no software for them. You know, it was it was tough. Um so anyway, that's that's Windows ninety five. All right. Uh you want to talk about this uh Twitch story, Ian? Yeah, so um, from Phil Tyler, 85 different nachos, which is a great name. Five different nachos. So, uh,
1: basically, what happened was, is on Twitch, there are programs that people can use um, that will translate um, text to speech. And a lot of times, uh, streamers will use that for people who make donations or subscribe, and it will sure. read out what it's they it's an say. automated thing. Right. Um, you know, when they donate, it generally highlights their
0: what they say so like um i believe it's actually built into Streamlabs obs you can turn it on off i have okay. it off so if you donate it gets highlighted but it also can say it you can say it a lot i think so what happened was over the weekend is
1: burger king uh the ad uh, the ad agency that burger king had uh recently hired uh i believe it was um ad agency oglevy um by one of its teams, David Madrid. Basically, they were going around to different streams and donating the uh, $5 minimum uh, and then typing out a Burger King ad so that the Burger King ad was read out loud to everyone in the Twitch stream. Which is kind of funny, but at the same point in time, it's also really, really shitty because there are well-known avenues in place to... um, do this sort of advertising and this sort of sponsorship so basically Burger King was you know uh, Burger King has the advertising money they have the money to do this but basically they were going around and you know uh, paying basically nothing to these streamers uh, to then uh, have a an ad um, read on their stream the thing that I think is particularly gross is the streamers themselves had no say whether or not they were they weren't contacted about this beforehand. So whether they wanted it or not, they got the ad.
0: Well, that happens with anything that's... You know, if someone gives you five bucks and you can't control it, usually it's automated. Sure,
1: but it it's, it's feels a different, definitely, and
0: well, it's an ad. I think it... I think I personally would have been fine if they stopped there. That's just funny to do that. That could be more viral. Hey, is that really birking? But the fact they did the video showing their reactions... Yeah. The streamers. that to me where it gets a little skeevy because now you're saying well we, we got one over on you and now we're using it for campaign campaign yeah and now that, we're going to yeah we're going to gloat over i it. personally don't have a problem with them using twitch's system for a five dollar shout out it's, it's not it's not a sponsorship it's just a, it's just a little shout out uh that people might say what the fuck was that about but yeah the fact that they're trying to gloat about this being a thing about oh look how weird out they were that birkin was chat that's I don't know what try to, what are you trying to convey at that point that you you used the loophole but now you're gloating about using the loophole right
1: that's what I'm getting at like they're, that's they're weird definitely like doubling down and look we were jerks we were assholes these people are uncomfortable with it it, it just comes off as kind of gross
0: um, yeah they got ratioed it looked like almost on uh it got attention so that worked I mean I don't know if this is a more I mean I don't I don't know was this sanctioned by Burger King did they say okay you're cool with this. Obviously, this is the ad agency saying, "Look, we did we did something cool," because um, now, I mean, this might open the floodgates to people doing this when streamers. I, I mean, in general, I don't know. I, I that's why that's why I don't like the automated shit like that because you can't control it because there's some people on YouTube that have it open or whatever, and then the horrific racist st- stuff comes through, like. That happens, because, uh, because it's automated. Unless sure. you, unless you block, I guess, all these different words. It's pointed out that, uh, this is from the
1: Kotaku article, many have pointed out that David and Burger King's campaign seem to violate Twitch's terms of service, as well as potential agreement streamers might have with brands that consider Burger King a competitor. It was just kind of reckless and irresponsible. Sure. Like I said, without contacting them, you don't know what you are also potentially screwing up for them behind the scenes. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that that that's where it gets a little weird. Not that, obviously... If, if McDonald's is sponsoring you, they, it's not your fault for doing that. But yeah, it, it comes off weird. They'd be pissed a little bit there. Um, yeah, there you go. I mean, they ruin you ruin everything with capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> everything gets ruined. Yes, like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was being facetious, but okay. I'm <laughs> not. <Nah, nah. laughs> all right, all right. Left wing Ian, what's next? Fandom, our favorite, our favorite event that started, which actually seems like it did well for DC this past weekend. Didn't
1: look well, like it was awful. Um, I mean, <laughs> I didn't pay attention to it. No, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it didn't, it, it looked like it was, uh, a bit better than something I would have expected for DC, uh, right now. Um, I, like I said, I, I think they did surprisingly come out of it looking, uh, okay. In a lot of ways. Um, the new Batman teaser looked pretty good. I mean, I'm excited. just, just a this. teaser,
0: but I mean, it uh, looked good. It looks it looks grimy, but detective-y. Like, it's actually going to be a detective story, which we have not had on screen yet, really. Maybe you want to say maybe Keaton Days a little bit, but the, that's my biggest complaint with the Nolan movies. is like They're like crime dramas. They are not detective stories at all. And this seems to be close to that. Because you have the Riddler, and you have Paul Dano playing the Riddler. And Paul Dano's a fantastic actor, so I'm really curious about see how this
1: yeah plays i think out. he will play very i think he'll do that very very and
0: well. no no joker thank you we we can not we'll do the joker every batman movie or, or franchise let's let's take a break let it breathe a little bit there there's so many cool batman villains let's let's let it it's all right he's got, he's got like 10 we can cycle it around there um so yeah robert Patterson looks good uh, people were making fun of him a little because, like, like, he took the mask off and he had the the black around the eyes, which is what the makeup they use. But it was cool that they included that for some realism. Because usually the yes. movies they take it off the, and, there's, and there's it's not, not there. No,
1: yeah, I actually okay. noticed that as well, and I thought that was kind of nice that they, you know, it, but, it, it looks slightly more grounded. Slightly, I was going to say sli- yeah, uh, slightly, slightly, more grounded. I slightly say realistic, grounded. Same thing. It's it's slight, but it's there. Slightly, it's nice to
0: see it. The cars, the the, the Batmobile is a little bit more realistic. You know, it's, it's it's based on an existing real car, not the or the tumbler, or whatever the hell they called it. Uh, so, yeah, slightly. So there you go. And Colin Farrell's in there, and you got a Catwoman in there. Colin Farrell's with the Penguin. So uh, they're they're setting they're setting the stage, and I think I think they're gonna I, th- I think like the Gotham police corruption is gonna play a much the Gotham police corruption has been a part of almost every Batman thing, but it's gonna play I think a bigger part in this movie. I got a feeling. Yeah, and, and that's what Riddler's gonna be pissed about. In and they're gonna tie it to Batman's past probably somehow. I don't know with his dad. I don't know. But that's what I think was going to happen. you you excited for The Suicide Squad? Whatever happened to Batman's parents? I don't know, Ian. Hopefully they recap that in this next movie (laughs) for the ninth time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, The Suicide Squad movie. Am I excited about it? Sort of The
1: Suicide Squad. No, I'm not really excited about it. (laughs) But do I actually think that there's a chance it might be somewhat amusing? Yes, yes, I I, I do think there's a chance it could be amusing. Uh, I also think it's going to be a shit show of a run. Like, I mean... The amount of characters that are in the movie. How many people
0: are in this? Let's see. I, it's 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 a lot. John Cena is in it. It's on there. Peter Capaldi's in it. V- uh, Vilo Davis is coming back. Idris Elba. Margot Robbie com- is coming back. Uh, yeah, James Gunn says something like this is. there never been a superhero movie like this before. Something to that effect. He's saying something like that.
1: Yeah, I just I I, I feel like it has to be. It, it's going to. The movie is going to be a blur. That's all I can think of. With as many characters as that are uh, that are going to be in it. Um Captain Boomerang is back. He was a, he was a highlight of the first one, Jay Courtney. And with the number of characters that are in it and how much they're going to have to introduce, it's just going to be a very, very fast film is my guess. Um, yeah, who else we've got? So, Margot Robbie, jo- Joel Kinneman, Jai Courtney, Viola Davis, Idris Alba, John Cena, Storm Reed, Nathan Fillion, Peter Capaldi, Taika Watiti, Pete Davidson, Alice Braga, and Michael Rooker.
0: So, they got okay, so they got Joel Kinneman back as Rick Flagg. He was a military leader of the first one, so that's good. So, there are a couple coming back. Obviously, you got to get Harley Quinn back because otherwise, no one would see the movie. Um, and then Will Smith didn't want to come back. They originally, they were going to cast Idris Elba in that, but he said, I don't want to be recast. Uh, that's a disrespectful, make me my own character. So right. That's what they did that. But it seems like it's it's kind of the same character. Convicted felon, armed with the most weapons. I've... So it's like the same character. Yeah, Harley almost. Quinn, Captain uh,
1: Boomerang, Rick Flagg, Amanda Waller, Peacemaker, Blackguard, Savant Weasel, Bloodsport, The Thinker, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher 2, Javelin, TDK. Uh,
0: Mongol and Salsoria so it's like a dozen different supervillain characters yeah. that come together I'm sure they'll kill off a few of them and I'm sure a lot of them will have just like the javelin, a German athlete turned supervillain who who wields javelins as weapon I I know they're going for the, the D-listers here that showed up as one-offs in the 50's superhand comics, it, it's cool I guess that they're using some of these You know, I don't picture Marvel ever doing something like this you are going to see the big wheels show up in a movie yeah. You know, the big or, or, or the, 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 the the roller skating guy that the, uh, ro- the rocket ro- roller skate that fought sw- fought Spider Man. I think it was the same issue actually as the big wheel. All right, I, I think it's to be goofy. What, what about that uh, the, that uh, the Suicide Squad video game? Are you excited for that at all? Uh, making Superman evil as a bad guy oh, geez, is kind fu- of is that
1: what they're doing? again? It's fucking lazy as shit. But um, the game itself, I mean, I watched the trailer. It the combat looked interesting. Combat. I, I have I have little. I have no. I don't have a lot of interest in it, but I actually have more interest in it than I do um, the Avengers game that's coming out. That looks
0: horrible. In like a I'm week, sorry. I think. That, it d- that does not look good to me at all. That looks horrible that Avengers game. This at least is in the, was it the Arkham universe or whatever? So. Yeah. And
1: it's cooperative. It's, it's, it's four, four players. Characters. It's, it, it, so it's four players at uh, once cooperative. So it, it, it looks like it's going to be like a dungeon crawl type of game. And I think it could be fun. Um, they're also doing, uh, an Arkham Knights. No, what are they called? Um, they're also doing a game based on, um, they announced the game based on uh, Nightwing and, um, like other members of the bat family, so that looks like it could be interesting. I thought that was this game. Uh, no, I'm fairly certain they're two different
0: games. Oh, yeah, you're right. Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm th- yeah, I'm thinking of okay, yes. yeah, I, got, I was mixing them up. Yeah, the other one has Batgirl, Red Hood, which is Jason Todd, yes. Nightwing, the first Robin, and then I think the third or fourth Robin. I know there's a fourth fucking Robin, but I think there's three or f- it might be the f- Tim Drake, the third one. So you get th- those four characters. That
1: one I don't really know anything about, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. The Suicide Squad one could be interesting.
0: Um, then Flashpoint movie is confirmed. That's like the re- reboot of the DC Universe. So they're bringing back Affleck. That's the, we knew Keaton was going to be in there. They're bringing back Affleck, and they're, they're, they're making a point to say it's emotional. They're going to kill off Affleck's Batman. He's going to sacrifice yeah. himself. To fucking save the the universe or whatever, of course. So it's one last hurrah. I'm glad Affleck's doing it. I'm glad the fans get to see him because there's some fans that love Affleck as a character. I'm, I think he's all right from what I've seen. The suit's ridiculous. The CG muscles are ridiculous that they put on and they can look bigger, and that's what they do. I talk to my CG friend. They they pump you up a little bit in, in post, but. People like the performance. It's good to see him go out with with something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, mean, I'm, I don't feel anything
1: about his Batman, but it, at least he'll get to exit the role somewhat gracefully. Yeah, actually, do
0: a movie like right. that isn't a part of an ensemble. Which I mean, it'd still be, and it still be, it still is it's still an ensemble. It but still is. I, I have a feeling they'll give him a meteor part though. With sure, he'll help out the Flash or whatever, and that's like two years away. This stuff was supposed to come out by now. All these movies, like even before the pandemic, uh, Shazam two coming out black adam who might face superman who eventually face uh shazam in a movie those are the other big ones and then aquaman 2 and then wonder woman 84 is pushed back to was it october wonder woman 84 pushed back they released another trailer even though they already had a final trailer it was called something else was funny. it was like the main trailer what the there's been four trailers for this movie when is this coming out uh it's not coming out in october they push it back october 2nd if we're back just sell it online the people. It looks good, I guess. I like the first one, woman. I like Chris Pine w- w- in the role. They're both a good pair. I don't know. It'll probably be fine.
1: be fine. Um, uh, can't not mention uh, Justice
0: League. Well, that's what everyone was waiting <laughs> Can't Before. not mention Justice League. We couldn't dance tiptoe around it. And uh, the reveal of
1: Darkseid looking oh my. like fucking oh my uh, God, God of Lincoln, Lincoln of War, like looking like oh Abraham
0: Lincoln fused with a PlayStation fucking two. Um, so they they released the trailer for for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is throwing out all the Joss Whedon and stuff because he reshot like eighty percent of it or whatever. And it's going to be four hours four one-hour episodes are going to release it as. Not just... That's not the original... See, this is what some people were saying. This isn't the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut was going to be like three hours and like 25 minutes or whatever. This is something else. This is using every little shit thing that he shots going to end up... HBO is going to milk you to watch it for a full month straight. Like once a week. Yeah, this is the worst case scenario. It's not just his vision. It's whatever shit that Snyder yeah. even didn't want in the movie anymore. They're going it's, ha- to it's have you his watch. vision
1: plus HBO's vision to get as much money out of this as possible. So I four hours, you're not even really getting your Snyder cut. I
0: hope the people who have asked for this enjoy it, but you'll be getting fucking outtakes of Luther in prison, like brushing his teeth and this, <laughs> this is ridiculous i mean, even if it's not even if it's going to be a good movie, which it won't be. It's ridiculous to have this be 4 hours. It's yeah. Ridiculous. And is it really a movie at that point? It's a mini series, I mean, if Well, now really- they got to restructure it to like end at every hour somewhat yeah. makes sense. Like a cliffhanger, I guess. But that's what it's turned into. This is a mini
1: series. Yes. For, anything else uh, that was released in 4 1-hour episodes would just be called a mini
0: series. Yes. That's what it is. Or maxi series, or the fuck you want to call it. Um, yeah, the trailer looks, I mean, everything's darker. Obviously, we knew that was going to happen, but obviously, the dark sea is going to show up. You're going to get the Martian Manhunter, who was actually the military guy going way back to Man of Steel from 2013. He's in it again. You're going to have, I guess, more cameos of, of shit go on here, and then obviously, it's going to be listen. I like the fact that this is coming out in some form. Um, don't get me wrong. I lo- I, I believe that... Wow, Darkseed looks fucking terrible, and that's the first shot of the trailer. I'm said. Yeah, he looks miserable. Uh, he looks it, It's truly it's awful. It's really early PS3 graphics, and I'm really not being cynical. It I, looks bad. Yeah, it's, not, it's um, not good. And I know they have time to to fix it. They got probably... Uh, like they said next year, I guess first. See, half yeah, of, I think that's about a year out. may, may June or something, or May, whatever. Yeah. It's gonna be like ten months. We'll just say. Um, they gotta fix that. They should not have had that in the trailer. It looks unfinished. But you get black suit Superman. Yay! Because he had a black suit when he came back from the dead in the comics. Yay! And then um, no, 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 Lippy, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Because they they were using all the original shots. You get um, I don't know. I'm I'm glad, I am glad that they this is the original vision out because, you know, Richard Donner got screwed over in Superman 2. So. I, I feel All like right. everyone
1: deserves yeah. to have everyone their directors
0: a, cut out there. Yeah, I just don't it. feel like it's going to be very good. I think Steppenwolf has the original voice actor, I believe, in <laughs> the original design, I believe, because he looked terrible. Speaking of PS3 villains, he looked terrible, that villain. Uh, terrible. Um, and then what's the other biggie? Um, oh, uh, Cyborg actually has a character arc and more to do, because in the, in the movie he had nothing to do. Cyborg. So... I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ray Fisher is uh, fucking hates Joss Whedon publicly. Doesn't even pretend to like the guy. Uh, sounds like a lot of people don't like Joss Whedon. It sounds like Joss Whedon
1: sounds like a piece of crap. But yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: Ray Fisher for the past year has been like basically saying, "Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit." Like he's basically come out and said he doesn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, usually you don't see actors come out like that. Uh, usually they try to keep it on the, the deal, But yeah, and that's, I'm not sure that's connected to to what how he stripped the character out of the movie. But I guess on on set he probably was a piece of garbage.
1: Yeah, so. no, I mean, Josh, as much as I talk shit about Zack Snyder, I don't think Joss Whedon is a particularly good person. Oh,
0: no, they're they're bad for different reasons. Yes. And we're seeing in here why, I mean, I, I will watch this at some point. I'm death. I, I'm curious about this. I have a morbid curiosity about what this is and how extravagantly over the top this is going to be. And, and how sure. grimdark, can you sit through a four-hour grimdark Justice League without, with minimal jokes probably. And lots of violence. No funnies allowed. <laughs> uh, did you see what Zack Snyder said about? Uh, yeah, he, I, I, I really don't need.
1: I know. God, he is fucking insufferable. He is insufferable.
0: He basically said, "This isn't the kiddie version yeah. of it. This, this for is grown-up. for grown-ups. Yes, Ooh, because, okay. Because people that wear uh, bat costumes and, and and blue and red underwear—that's that's for adults. This shit comic books exist because of kids and children that's the reason they've existed for fucking 80 years in their current form
1: i don't care make it make it make it the adult version if you want it's just he's so tiresome when he talks about this shit like who who is he fucking uh, puffing <clears throat> out his chest to <clears throat> you
0: you, you and this is because i guess someone named scott mendelson who i'm not familiar with i don't know if he's a critic or not said uh, he said the, Scott Millson said that trailer for the J- Snyder cut looks like the same movie question mark lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign but otherwise it looks like alternate takes of existing scenes a lot will be alternate takes cuz Joss Whedon re stuff but th- th- it will be a lot of different things let's not you know then Zach <clears throat> Snyder responded you said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons well this is made for grown-ups so you're not in the demographic well that sounds like someone else Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser. Whatever, Zach. Okay, whatever. Let's talk moral high ground here. You're getting your movie made. Everyone's happy. You're gonna have you're gonna have your whatever, your your slight redemption arc here that, that only the, the hardcore DCU fans care about, which he's you Which a, you've already destroyed, by the way, because they're rebooting the universe with a flash movie. So like it's already destroyed. He's such a try hard, like, edgelord.
1: It's 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 insane to see that personality type Made for
0: grown ups, then make it an R rated thing then. Or, it's, or, it's just
1: it's, insane to see that kind of attitude in a adult uh, this uh, isn't Watchmen adult
0: man. this is not Watchmen this is Superman and Wonder Woman brightly colored happy god characters that little kids like and wear underoos of this is not for uh, adults it's for everyone comparable we should be holy shit that that tweet like just sent me somewhere when I saw that I was like this is made for grownups okay cool this is a pompous ass but kids are gonna fucking watch this a lot of kids are going to watch this shit. All right, what are we doing? Uh, Netflix High Score, Ian, uh, was a, a video game history documentary series. Um, I was sent an uh, early preview of it a few weeks ago. I watched uh, a chunk of the six episodes. Um, I'm a little hazy in some of the details now, but I do have the the um, the synopsis open on, on Netflix here. You watched, I believe, the first episode. I watched
1: the first episode.
0: Um I'll, I'll be gentle but basically i
1: thought it was shot well you know it, it was produced nicely it good looked,
0: production values yeah good production Went values to Japan
1: um looked nice um uh, i enjoyed some of the interviews they did i did enjoyed uh the bit with uh Toru Iwatani um Pac-Man creator yeah creator of Pac-Man um it, it, it was it, i mean it, there was some bits that were nice at least in the first episode it was nice uh and now I feel bad because I forgot his name, uh, the The guy who created the cartridge. It was nice to see him get his due. But all in all, I found it to Jerry be, Lawson. Jerry Lawson. Um, all in all, I found it to be a fairly... All, it was all over the place. Yeah. Um, it, I was expecting it to be uh, focused. I was expecting something along the lines of um, The Toys That Made Us, but for video games. But uh, it's not what I got. And honestly, if, if you enjoy it, more power to you. Um, but... I, it's not to, this is not to sound negative. I work in a video game store. I do a video game podcast and video gaming is, believe it or not, still a, a big hobby of mine. I'm not looking for more video game content that is, that is surface level.
0: Well, the I past, guess. past couple years, we've been getting a lot more video game documentaries, but most of them are, very niche topics that you dive deep into, like, right? Like, 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 let's go, like, like, let's go to a studio and see how they made Half Life, right? Or and I like which appeal to a small amount of people, but they it's in depth though. But that's what I enjoy, yeah.
1: like um, uh, like
0: a uh, Tony um, Hawk one's coming up, I believe. Too. So Tony
1: Hawk one is out. I'd um, like to see that. That's out. Um, My Life in Gaming did the one on M two, and they did the one on Night Trap. Uh, Night Trap. Yes. So there are good, there are good video game documentaries out there that dive deep and maybe that's not going to appeal to everyone maybe this is going to hit a broader market but i just don't i feel like this one tried to play it safe and by doing that
0: i don't think it's really grabbing anyone it's too safe it's in this weird nether region of 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 it's not too detailed but then it's skipping over important topics and not going in depth on ones they should have sure and covering esoteric things too much that are footnotes or unheard of in video game history um, so like like they'd skip over Ralph Baer in the first episode like he's not even mentioned right that's not just disrespectful you have to at least bring him up even for like yeah. a minute or 30 seconds and then you go right to Space Invaders and right to Atari so you start at the wrong location Like, you already started a few years. Then they go back to Jerry Lawson. I'm glad they talked to Jerry Lawson, because he's sort of forgotten about it. They They talked to his family. Talked
1: about him. Talked to his family.
0: Well, well, I I keep saying that because when I thought of, uh, I may have an idea for my own series. Jerry Lawson should be covered. I'm glad they covered him, but they spent like 15 minutes on that. It's not enough time. Then go to other things. It's like it's the the time is not.
1: See, I, I almost proportion. feel like the, Like the, the the amount of time is fine for that because he's never covered. So give the guy his due. But it, it's but then at that point in time, it's like well then cover everything that hasn't gotten it. it, it it's just yes, it, it, it's all it, over. It's, it's just very strange. It's, yeah, it's very um, weird.
0: I love I love Chris Tang. Absolutely adore the guy. Uh, he shows up in uh, episode five or four. And they talk about because Chris talks about it. They talk about this like esoteric um, Sega tournament that happened in like it was like ninety three or ninety four, what have you, uh, Sega World Championships. Like it's talked about for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's this very esoteric thing that almost no one heard of? That a blip in game history at most. And they put five whole minutes to it because Chris is talking about it. And he's he was there. So then I started to realize that's how they constructed this documentary. They had a very limited number of people they interviewed for each episode. Like, it was no more than, like, eight people. And they structured it based on what the amount
1: of content that they were able to get out yeah. of it.
0: So it, it wasn't, okay, these are the topics we want to cover, now let's find the people to interview they had no this is our interviewee list let's build out of the episodes out of this so without me having
1: seen it all but listening to what you've said and what i saw in the first episode does it seem right that basically they instead of kind of doing the other way around like well not to bring it up but video game years shot a shitload and had to find a way to cram it into the 45 edit it down edit it down this seems like it was more like edited out
0: yes so this was let's Let's see what we get, and let's form episodes around this. So the worst, the worst example of this, um, and there was good stuff in here. Like Night Trap was great. They, I mean, they went deep dive. Night Trap was like ten, twelve minutes, if an if, episode uh, five. I, I remember I was like, "This is going on for a while," and then obviously it has see, to. See, but
1: be- weird thing there because Night Trap has its in-depth documentary,
0: and ten to twelve minutes is fine. But not if you only have six episodes, and each episode is averaging only forty minutes, right. and you're trying to tell. The first, basically, 25 years of video game history. You don't need 12 minutes on Night Trap. You might need, like, two. Like, that's the thing. It's like, what What are we trying to do here? But level uh, Episode 6 is called Level Up. Covers the transition from 2D to 3 to computer graphics in 93 by, bo- by, by both Nintendo and consoles with Star Fox and for computers, al- along with the introduction of online multiplayer gaming by id Software with Doom. Features interviews by John Romero, creator of Doom, and Dylan Cut. Cuthbert, cuthbert and, and yep. giles goddard who helped to create Star Fox. i like all those and people f- like i'd like to hear from them but and a, fi- a final retrospective by Nolan bushnell on the development of pong from space so this to me seemed like well we can't fit this into the other episodes but let's make a sixth episode because when i watched an episode it went from doom to argyle software and Star Fox. Back to Doom, and then it went to multiplayer, and then it went to Nolan Bushnell, and I'm like, this this doesn't make any sense. They're, well, when you talk yeah. to me,
1: I felt like, okay, so they're talking about the transition of 3D, and that's what it says in the
0: description, but if it's not shot that way... That, so so it's not... The content itself isn't bad. I'm not trying to slam this. The content isn't bad, but how it's structured doesn't make any sense sure. for a lot of us. Yes. Like, why is Nolan Bushnell closing out the series, talking about Pong and Space war? That should have been in the first episode. Right. Like, that should have been after... You talk about Ralph Bear in theory, at all, you go to Nolan Bushnell and then try to do a through line to the Atari. There was no through line to a lot of these episodes. There wasn't. I mean, I guess the console wars one you can probably say, but then, they, let's see, they they talk about the Sega World Championship, then they talk about Madden football, and they try to talk about sports a little bit, and it's just, they're trying to connect these things that don't necessarily connect together here. Right. Um, episode three was adventure games and computer role-playing um colossal cave adventure which got into the hall of fame the uh, mystery house they, they got the the williams uh, couple uh, ken and roberta which was great and then they did uh, richard garriott and then uh yoshi uh Yoshitaka amano artist for final fantasy ryan best yeah. developer of the gay blade so that's interesting because that's something that literally no one really heard of until in the fall they found the, the box version so that's cool but that's that's a footnote um that we didn't know about, so it's cool to include that. But if if you are really trying to do the history of video games, that has to take a backseat to other things to get it in first. That's just the bottom line here. And so this is a tough one uh, to work through. So the the, the the
1: weirdest thing to me was it's like uh, a weird mix of stuff that's too obvious and too deep, and not finding a there's happy no mi- mid- middle yes. ground. Yeah. So
0: the, the so the weirdest thing to me was like it's called Boomer Bust the first episode, and it ends with um, with, I mean, really glossing over what led to to the video game crash in North America. So they talked to our buddy Howard Scott Warshaw about E.T. So then the end of the first episode is like, well, here comes a video game crash. So I expected, oh, episode two is going to talk about the video game crap. No, they just skip it and go to Nintendo. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, So, okay. so Yeah. So,
1: Strange, because they definitely made it seem like that was going to be the entirety yes. of episode two.
0: No, they don't mention it, really. It's just, here comes Nintendo um, with Donkey Kong and the NES. And then they go to the Game Boy and Nintendo Power. So like episode two is like all all Nintendo stuff, but it's all disjointed. It's like oh here's a crash course in eighties Nintendo history, hmm. but that's it. Then you go to episode three with a uh, uh, no episode four is a console wars. Excuse me, it's three is the, is the RPG stuff. So that's the thing. It's like it's not even a crash course because a crash course covers everything like quickly. This doesn't even cover everything. It Covers bits and pieces of weird things. So I mean yeah, production wise though, it's fantastic. Uh, it's shot beautifully no it looks great Um, the interviews are the interviews are are done it seems like they're done well but they really this was really to me a case of let's just we have a limited budget in terms of people we're going to go see and shoot and let's build out our episodes from there sure so that's all I'm going to say but yeah check it out it's worth checking out because the more of these the better I'd say and um, but you know there's always room for improvement Ian summer is starting to wind down but you can still enjoy a nice relaxing time with friends and family with Miller high life Miller High Life is perfect for celebrating the wins of every
1: day. Whether they're big or small, there's always moments in day-to-day life that are worth celebrating and maybe taking a moment to enjoy. Miller High Life is an unpretentious quality beer. That's one thing that I generally like about it. It's inexpensive and it's delicious. I uh, was having one the other day while doing the gardening out in the yard... My yard, I just mean my front area. We have a nice little uh, herb garden there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I figured I'd crack one and, and tend to it. This summer, Miller High Life will raise a can to celebrate summer's simple moments with limited edition champagne cans. I have a little champagne glass on the side. Simple summer moments don't have to be big. It's not just having a backyard barbecue. It's celebrating and having everyone together.
0: Find these limited edition cans in store now. Miller, High Life has been faithfully brewed the same way, Ian, since its start on New Year's Eve in 1903. It's so Ce- over 100 years. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right, Ian. Mm. Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. might be switching it up in 2021 with a new model,
1: huh? Yeah, we've been hearing this forever. So it's it's hard for me to take it take it uh, directly. Giant grain of salt? Yeah, I I have to take it with a giant grain of salt. That said, I think it's obvious that, yes, we are definitely due just based on common sense and looking at Nintendo's history. We're going to get another model of the Switch at some point. I just have no faith in, in in the the rumors anymore because people well, have been saying that the Switch Pro... Well, for is, a year, they've been saying that. It's a year, year and a half. People have been like, is it coming out? Is it coming out? Is it coming out? And we well, got the Switch Lite. Well, Nintendo denied early in the year that it
0: was going to come out. They said it's not coming out this year.
1: Right. Um, so I, I would like to see a revision of the Switch with a better fan. Um, Some of the cheers you on when you're playing. Uh, yeah, a better... Go in! You know, a slightly better screen and certainly with the improved battery life. I don't know what it's going to look like. Or we'd have the battery life improved. Well, I I mean wrapped in, like oh, yeah, all in yeah. one oh, okay. instead of I, I have not felt the need to run I like I know some people who immediately when they found out that there was better battery life, you know, were trying to trade their switch in for another one. And it's like I don't want to go through all the transfer and stuff for, worth it. for for an extra hour or two, especially when I mostly play the damn thing sitting on my couch. You know, sure. so it, it wasn't worth it for no that. One's, no one's traveling anymore. But if there is going to be a marked improvement, a new model, well, then yes, I would like. To,
0: you know that that I will sink my teeth into. Well, Bloomberg's on the casey and Bloomberg reported they plan to debut an upgraded model, but switch console next year with a with a lineup of new games. People familiar familiar with the matter said. Seeding. They're seeding 2020's holiday spotlight to rivals from Sony and Microsoft. Which might may, may leave. Well, why hasn't there been a lot of announcements this year of new stuff? That could be a reason why. Uh, the specifications of the new machine have yet to be finalized. Though the Kyoto-based company has looked into including more computing power and 4K high-definition graphics. People briefed on the strategy, told Bloomberg. So... We are three and a half years after the release of this. We'll just say four and a half years after they probably finalized the specs on this. Obviously, with the Tegra chips and something, we've already advanced forward in time. That's a lot of years. Yeah, They could definitely come out with something at this point that'll be a 4K output uh, in a Switch. Yeah. I think be, it'd be easier to do that. I think um, so, too, and they could
1: probably keep it around the same price point. Um, my question is, Are there? Is this going to be like an Xbox One X or PS4 Pro um, yeah, I, sort of thing? Or are they going to have games that are specifically only for it? I don't think that they're going to do that.
0: The, I, yeah, the, 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 the consumer base is too big in, in order to have it be a separate... Yeah, you definitely it, don't want to split yes. off your consumer You're base You piss off to people. There will be, like, 15-20% of people will buy this to replace their probably current one. You'll get 10-20 million people that might buy this to replace it. Yeah. probably would but a lot of people won't like I wouldn't I'd be like well I don't have a 4K TV and 4K on a handheld doesn't make a difference versus 1080p so like why do I want to bother and the, plus that might screw with the battery life in handheld mode um, so this might sync up with them not announcing anything major for the holidays unless they have something within like a couple months something that, that's I mean we. All, the only thing we know of that will probably happen is going to be the the Super Mario uh, 35th anniversary that's probably the only thing that most betting money is going to say. They're going to come out with something. We, I mean, they only have two months. Um, but we're, they're going to have something, I believe, for Super Mario. Yeah, I think That's they're it. going to have something. But,
1: I, I mean, at this point, and it's not just Nintendo. It's its everyone. Um, it's Sony. It's Microsoft. I don't think we're going to see much of anything. Um you know for this holiday season i mean i i do think that we will still see the playstation and the uh, series x launch this year but i don't see there being any i i think you know there is some something to say about development and covid i i don't think we're going to see any big nintendo has not announced any marquee games sony has not announced anything big for this holiday season that i can think of neither has microsoft I mean,
0: so it's this, is, a- this is the year that never existed anyway, yeah. with the pandemic and people being out of jobs and uncertainty and the, the economy being in the shitter. So there's no reason why you have to rush out something for the holiday. I mean, people will still be sending, spending money for the holiday, but not like they did last year. Sure. So what's the point? Especially since production costs are up, uh, in part because of COVID. According to these, I saw our buddy Josh Limited Run say this could be an opportunity. It might, might have been an opportunity for Nintendo, and even making a new model to maybe um, get rid of components that were troublesome and, and bottlenecked because of COVID. So this is an opportunity to redesign things in, t- in general. Sure. So they, this, will, this will never. They can. Nintendo does not want this to happen again, where millions of people want to buy a fucking Switch and can't buy it. Right yeah it's you know. a good point so, so like this could be their opportunity to reset it and get out a new version at the same time and like you said they can sell it for $300 probably then maybe the, it's come down to 250 for the regular one yeah who knows I mean Nintendo's been known to do that in the past right when, obviously when the Game Boy color came out did the original Game Boy come down in value well the pocket was already out by then they yeah. got rid of the original Game Boy it was just the pocket out yeah, point. I think they did drop in value because the, the, the Game Boy Color was relatively inexpensive when
1: it came out. I think it was seventy nine ninety nine. I think that was its launch price. That's
0: it? Really? Yeah. So less than the Game Boy when it launch. Well, the, obviously, it's like seven years later. Yeah. So six years later, whenever it was. Was it 98? 90, 97? When was Game Boy Color? 95? God. You're the Game Boy guy. You, you I'm looking. <laughs> um, the company has struggled to keep up with the demand for its existing Switch and Switch Lite, though it has said earlier this month that production bottleneck has largely been resolved. This has been helped by plunging smartphone demand, releasing some of the pressure on supplies. I didn't know about the plunging smartphone demand, but I guess with this going on, it's a lot harder to buy an $800 new fucking iPhone or $1,000 iPhone with everything going on. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. 1998.
1: I knew the Game Boy Color was a weird late late 90s, right? Yeah, Yeah, it was 98. It was the summer of 98 because I was already working. It was one of the... I remember, like, I bought... I had multiple Game Boy colors 9 years
0: after the Game Boy.
1: Um says that they I swear it was 80 which was already pretty cheap but this uh says that it was 69.99 at launch. What a deal.
0: Yeah. What a deal. Yeah. All right. Well, I always wanted the Pocket when it came out. So the Pocket it, was great. I said cuz that cuz the green sucks, I want that version. Plus it's it's actually fits in your pocket. The Pocket is super like that that screen is super clear. That's that's why it's a, a, it's a, what it's what a brighter it, screen, right? Than the original.
1: Well, it's there's no backlight on a pocket, but oh, it's, a. it's it's a it's a it's it's just a very it's a very clean screen. There, there clean. are non lit backlight. There are non backlit screens that are clearer and just pop better in in ambient light than than others. Well,
0: and, and helping being black and white versus black and green. Probably um, that but so.
1: yeah, that screen and the Neo Geo Pocket. Color screen in particular, both just seem to fucking soak up the light from around them, and they're very easy to see. Black hole. They're they're very easy to see with um without uh you know a worm light. Okay, so are you gonna are you,
0: are you gonna be in for the HD version of this or not? You don't really need it. No, it I, I will I will I will buy another Switch. You you'll just trade in the other one. Trade yeah, I it? I would just sell or yeah trade off
1: my other one, transfer every well I buy the new ones, transfer everything over, and get rid of it.
0: Okay, so see's Nintendo. You got Ian. He's going to go back in for another 300. I'm pretty
1: I'm a pretty easy sell on on portables in general.
0: Mr. Portable. This is this is your guy right here. All right. Ian, uh, do you want to talk about the the latest IM 8-bit retro cartridge release? I mean, we can.
1: Um <laughs> well, it's on the do- <laughs> I know. I know. It's I know it's on the docket, Adam. Just talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, "Oh, we can." Um I Am 8-Bit does really nice vinyl releases. I really like their vinyl releases. I really don't understand their cartridge releases. Um, So in the past they did... um, They did Lion King and Aladdin. They did Street Fighter 2. That was the first one, right? Street Fighter 2 was the first one. (coughs) Excuse me. Street Fighter 2 was the first one. Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X was the second one. Mhm. Um third one was the Aladdin Lion King, I believe or maybe it was just Lion King. God, I it forget. was it was around the time We spoke the, about it and I, It I still was don't when they did it was around the time that the yes, Aladdin Yes, they did, the the Aladdin, yeah,
0: so did Aladdin Legacy and Lion King okay, Legacy. Okay. Those are still those are sold out now. Okay. Earthworm Jim 1 and 2 they did, that's sold out. Um I didn't know they, Oh, that's right, they did do that one. Mega Man X is still available. Mega Man 2 is sold out finally. So
1: I uh, I'm will I'll briefly state some of my my thoughts on these before. Um I always said that they were doing way too many copies of these if it was taking them 3 days to sell out of things uh or not selling out like the Street Fighter ones were going for the same price on eBay, they were easy to get. The Mega Man ones didn't sell out. Um All I can say is with this Battletoads one, they limited it to 2,000 copies. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: 2,000 makes sense. Mega Man 2 was 8,500 copies. So that probably took them a year and a half, two years to sell out. And then you can still buy the Mega Man X one. Um, That's 8,500 copies.
1: So I think they've finally figured out how to dial in those numbers and and because i always talked about how that for something that was supposed to be you know oh we got to get it and it's going to be a collector's item those are way too big in numbers um you know i i was pulling off of what i knew from uh records and how they release collectible records and how mondo does them a lot of times these limited edition collectible runs are 500 to two thousand sure you know you want them to sell out very fast um and it looks like they achieved that with the battletoads uh but I I, I I don't. They charge hundred bucks for these releases, and I don't see them being a one hundred dollar value. Yeah,
0: that's um,
1: that's that's my. And, and that's thing. nothing
0: to say about the quality of these. I mean, no. these are you know. Uh, I know the people at Retrotainment, Retrotainment games that help uh, create the actual carts themselves. Uh, they're they're well made. Infinite uh, NS lives. It makes the games like the, They they make the cartridges. Like, yeah, those they, were... they work together, and so like, but they don't. But they're just contracted out. They're not the ones. Yes they're not the ones that are pricing it or no but um a hundred dollars is by far the like the most you, we see charge for these re-releases like no one comes close to a hundred dollars right for a standard a standard just cartridge i know they they put like um they have like a, what do they have the, the, the little packings uh, retro pack and surprise they're going to be a, a, like buttons or pins or and stickers right but a hundred dollars is a lot of money Yes. compared to compared to these other companies that are doing this.
1: yeah i don't i don't i don't want to like i said i like a lot of what i am ape it does i feel bad that i always sound negative when it comes to these but at a hundred bucks that's a tough sell um i've i have not found any of them to be particularly attractive packages
0: um well this has the translucent zit green and ultra limited pimple brown cartridge um but yeah, I don't want to like,
1: pick companies, but when you look at some... Th- there are other companies out there that do releases at 60 and it's a box set. And you can get just the box cartridge version of a game for like 50 sure. uh, And a lot of times when that happens... Battletoads, you can get online easily, right now, used for 15 bucks, an original nintendo gray cartridge 25 bucks maximum a lot of times with these re-releases this has been the other thing that i i never quite get with the i am 8-bit ones a lot of times you see games like for instance metal storm on the nintendo get a re-release How's was supposed to bring that up that's an expensive that. game um mm-hmm. or you see um you know stuff like uh like the r type 3 that's an expensive game like these are good games that are also expensive none of the games that I am 8 has done have been games that are hard to get or that yeah. are expensive. And so it, that makes it extra frustrating for me because Mega Man 2, Mega Man Mega Man 2 is the cheapest Mega Man on the Nintendo. Mega Man X is not expensive on the Super Nintendo. Aladdin and Lion King are popular, but they're available all day long. 5 bucks, 10 bucks. They're yeah, they're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, um man. so you know, I I understand doing a special edition of a hard to def- a special edition reprint of a game that's hard to find and releasing it for a reasonable yes. price, but doing these special editions okay. of games that are not hard to find and releasing them for a hundred dollars, it, it it so it boggles the mind.
0: No, I'm in, I'm there with you. So so I looked up the, before you said metal Storm, I looked it up in retrobit. So the retrobit charges for the standard version forty five dollars, which gets you the box dust cover. Manual, right? And cartridge, yes. Yeah, car- yes. <laughs> cartridge. Thanks again. But the the big set, 70 bucks, which gets you the art prints, the poster, the enamel pin, um, the collector's box, and a in a freaking model, a little model, oh, a yeah. robot, and the model robot. So that's a, that's a value. Yeah, that's like wow. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, the little guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like four inches or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's like really worth it to me. As, as someone be like, okay, I like Metal Store, but now you are giving me a reason to buy. Plus, a, like I said, yeah. that's a cartridge that, on its own, if you want is, it original, is probably is, 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 is probably a hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks now. Yes. And then, as another comparison, this isn't a re-release, but just for an NES game, uh, the limited run, uh, Jan Son, Bob, Malbrawl Brawl pre-order NES is fifty five dollars. So but under sixty. Sure. So when you when you are charging a hundred dollars for a game that you didn't program at all. You didn't put any money into that. You're just manufacturing this stuff. That's a tough ask. Yeah, this is double the amount on average, fifty five and forty five of the of your competitors. Double. And why? Do you th- because pe- because people like Battletoads. So now we talking about how much do people like Battletoads? Well, this is sold out. So I guess people th- like they Battletoads got it. too much. <laughs> but this is this is just I don't know. This this is just. I don't know. They, they capitalized on nostalgia. This sold out. And it only came up for sale. When did it come up for sale? Uh, like four days ago? Yeah, three, four days ago. So there you go. So what do I know? Just keep putting out these weird properties of NES games. But eventually, you're going to do a bridge too far. I think they picked that game. What well, well, happened with Mega Man, I was going to say, no, that, that, it, they, they have
1: picked... They they yeah. have done the bridge too far. And well, that's but what, Mega that's Man what, that's, X is still unsold That's yet. what I'm saying about this one. At least at this point, it seems like they've got their numbers to the point where like they can say, hey, it's going to be hot, it's going to sell fast, and it does sell out. Well,
0: I guess when you say it's limited, it, it helps people buy it. If you do open pre-orders, maybe you wouldn't get as much sales. I maybe mean, if you did open pre-orders, maybe you only get 1,000 people versus 2,000. Sure. So maybe that's the, maybe that's a strategy. But it definitely didn't work in the past on those 8,500 cart releases there. So, um, Battletoads is not a good game. No, nope, it's, it's an, an awful a, game. It's an interesting game. It's yeah. a unique game. It's not, it's not a good
1: game. I get shit um, for my review of it in the uh, guidebook sometimes, but I stand by that review and probably and more than any. It's Two a and a half game. stars. It was an ambitious
0: game with neat ideas that sucks to play. Yeah. It tries to do too much. They, is, they, keep it as a beat-em-up. It would have been a great game, probably. Keep it as a beat-em-up. Sure. Would have been fine. So Don't have every fucking uh, stage be entirely different and suck ass, because then you got to relearn how to play the game every stage, and then it's too hard. That's the problem with Battletoads, Ian, if you didn't put it in the review. It throws obstacles in front of you. It doesn't give you the time to learn how to fucking play the game. No. It doesn't ease into the, the cycles. It doesn't ease into um, the snake fucking thing or the snowball. Like, it just throws it in your face. Yep. There you go. All right, well, there you go. You can't you can't get it. But uh, I was surprised. I, I thought I would still see it for sale four days later. I'm surprised it sold out that quickly about But then again... They also you know, timed it well.
1: It came out around the time that um, the new... Um, the new Battletoads game came out on the Xbox One. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Okay, that makes sense then. So these are going to be a, bunch, so, of, a yeah. bunch of Zoomers buying this. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And that I have not played. I don't have an Xbox One. I don't know, if it ever gets a PC release, maybe I'll try it. I've heard, uh, I've had a couple people tell me that it was good, but I've seen a lot of reviews that were like, this is very not good. I think on Metacritic, it's floating around 60 right
0: now. So. Okay, well there you go. En- enjoy getting that cartridge for a hundred dollars. If you decide to play, you are going to hate out there. <laughs> yes, this 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 love for Battletoads just blows my mind. Like this love of it of uh, the NES version at least, not like the, like the better arcade version or Sega. You know, Sega they're Genesis. all bad. You don't like the arcade one? They're all bad games. They're all not good. Okay. All right,
1: moving on. S N K Neo Geo. Um, S N K's release is entering the. Uh, the uh small arcade market um the three-quarter scale arcade market sort of three-quarter scale arcade market yeah so the mvsx is what they're calling it it's a uh home arcade so basically the there are two models of this you can buy one that is just the tabletop tabletop arcade and it looks like it looks like if you were to look at an arcade one up and cut the cabinet off the bottom of it that's basically what you're dealing with that's the size and specifications the screen i believe is a 17 inch lcd yeah, three quarter scale kind so of. you you get the rough oh. idea um, but the uh that's i think it's going to be 450 um there is the unit with the base that is going to be um 500 and with the base it just looks like a big stand for it but with the base, it's going to be roughly the size of all your arcade one-up. So it's Star obviously, court. yeah, it's, it's obviously yes. It's it's meant for people who are buying and making little arcade rooms with, um, which is a thing now. Yes, it is with with those types of of um, game units. Um, the I I don't personally have any interest in buying this. Uh, it's a little rich for my blood. Also, as much as I love the Neo Geo MVS catalog, it has been whipped and flogged and put out on every, it, it's just it's everywhere they keep trotting it out it's the horse it's the workhorse that will not die um, great games it's going to have 50 of them in there it's going to support two players um, but I joysticks look like decent they look decent but I don't want to oh. play this stuff on an LCD screen even with CRT option scale lines you don't, do don't want to I don't want the filters never do it for me I don't want to play this stuff on LCD um okay. With, uh, these games are all games that i i personally have you know a, a bunch of other ways but it is an attractive package for people who do like this well they stuff.
0: claim we have pixel to pixel scale to remake the perfect pixel style game image and we also support scanline to emulate the old crt image um so this is the games king of fighters co- uh, collection 10 king of fighters games metal slug you get the six metal slugs that er- that everyone knows and loves samurai showdown you get six samurai showdowns fatal fury you get Eight uh, Samurai, uh, excuse me, Fatal Furies with uh, Garu, Mark, and Wolves being the last one. You get the World Heroes and Art of Fighting Collections. You get all your standard fighters. Then you get the classic stuff, which is what I look for because I don't want, I know there's fighting game fans out there. I don't need 45 or 35 fighting games on, on one of these, but a lot of people like that cuz you never get through them all. Classic Collection has Sengoku, and Goku uh, 2 and 3, Savage Rain, I'm not familiar with that one. Magician Lord w- which was the console pack in, The Last Blade, The Last Blade 2, cuz Kiz- uh, Kazuna Encounter which is one that goes for tons of money, right? And Shock Troopers. And then you get the Sports, you get Super Side Kits, Kicks, Top Players Golf Th- three-count bout, baseball stars, professional and football frenzy. So no baseball stars too. That's very weird. It's weird that
1: when they do these, it almost always seems to include one or the other baseball stars, well, but not
0: both. On your, so this is marked up five hundred dollars, and, and this market something like this usually goes for around three. You know, uh, for for this fi- for a five. For, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the RK one-ups. They're like three hundred dollars in that range usually, right? So I think what they're saying is Neo Geo is saying, well, you're getting fifty games, even though. They can put on 150 games and it's the same price They own the rights to it It doesn't matter at that point So that's where I'm critical about this Uh, uh, For $500 I need need more value for $500 Um, I need more games that aren't fighting games Put put a hundred Every game you have on here then Unless you're going to do a separate one you know, put put on those, those, put on King of the Monsters, the stuff that I used to like. Put on that first run of, of games. Put on a, you know, a Super Spy. D- do stuff like that to mix it up a little bit. I don't like. I personally don't like having 80 percent of the games being fighting games. I just I, don't.
1: We've gotten into this before, I though. I, I, I understand you don't, but that's what the market is for them. Well, that's slug, what they're well, known. Metal I mean, doesn't they're, count. Okay, so they're known for their fighting games. But why not just put on the other ones too? I agree, they should, but I mean if, if, if they are going to limit it I understand why they limit it to fighting games But there's no reason to do
0: that they, Yeah, they... and then the price uh, Is just too much Compared to compared to the competitors the other, the other, like the arcade one up Sort of established the market And the most they go up to I believe is $400 With the riser it's usually 300 without the riser for arcade one-ups 500 i I mean the star the star wars one and the
1: nba jam one were technically 500 but
0: those are deluxe nba jam is the four player i'm talking about the regular one so like let's see so the you can get the pac-man pac-man with the riser 380 on amazon that's with the riser so that to me is what the market is three to four hundred dollars for these um. Yes, and they're the same sort of. Uh, yeah, seventeen LCD screen. They're the same exact scale, and they used to be cheaper than that too, right? The first run were like three hundred dollars. No, the Riser was
1: no, they, always... it's 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 just that they always the Riser was clear, they, always no, more. No, yeah. they they always they're always like three hundred to four hundred. They always go on sale. Well, they, they always go on sale, and to me, that's what the price They always is. go on sale. Um, I mean, people were talking about it after your uh, NBA Jam story, the, and I remember it. Um, the Centipede one, uh, the Galaga one, the Pac-Man one, those were on clearance at like 50 bucks at certain Walmarts and
0: Costcos. Four, it's $400 to pre-order with the riser. For the X Men versus Street Fighter one, so we'll just say they're four hundred dollars with the riser, or three they They're like three hundred without it, though, or three fifty. The risers sure. they, they they tack on eighty bucks for. It. So though, so this is still priced a hundred or one hundred fifty more than those, and that to me is too much. Now, what's interesting though, Ian, if you notice on these, on the riser and on the tabletop, there's like a faux coin slot yeah there's fake coin slot with the lock i really wonder obviously it's not going to function if, it, if they built in a functionality that'd be awesome no there's uh,
1: not going to be a functionality i guarantee you that that is just a, a little i guarantee you that that is a, a sticker sh- i guarantee well, it could be and it, it, no. it's a shelf you put together and you rust a tabletop arcade onto i guarantee you nothing is connecting in there
0: it can't be a sticker they, they did something for you to put there but if it's it's not really you don't really see it talked about here on on the page here do you no. And there's a little
1: fake coin door on the front of the uh, the tabletop one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: on both. Uh, so, because so, obviously the tabletop. But yeah, no one's going to buy this. Everyone's going to... Uh, no one's just going to buy just a tabletop. What's the point? No. 50 bucks more, you're going to buy this riser. And it's a gigantic riser, again, unlike the... You know, arcade went up. It's a smaller riser. What is it? A foot, foot and a half, whatever. This is like, like a three and a half foot riser.
1: Well, because this, what you yeah. get out of... I mean, the actual functioning arcade part is
0: much smaller for yes. this. Yes. Yeah so I can picture this selling very well because obviously people love the M- uh, MVS cabs um, I have one that's beat up that our pals Chris and Bobby have uh, waiting to get get fixed up at some point or whatever or you know um, so everyone wants like if you're gonna have your own personal arcade it would be cool to have neo Geo it yeah. would be cool um I don't think there's gonna be functionality for lighting up obviously in the marquee for the game switch and obviously you're not gonna have a game selector that'd probably be a little too costly and plus they don't show you the close up of it um, yeah it says player okay it's just a cheap sticker it looks like they're going to have players start like there's a space for it but it's not going to probably sure. function that would that would increase the cost probably um, all right yeah there's gonna so be people that that'll say I don't care about $500 I want this I want and, and, and finding an MVS might be might be tough in this day and age MVS used to be cheap 20 years ago when they're closing on the arcades you can get one for 100 bucks, 150 working uh, now they're coveted, in good condition.
1: Yep, and MVS prices used to be reasonable. Now MVS
0: prices are pretty crazy too,
1: uh, for the games. Yeah, they so, went up
0: too. Yeah, does because it, cause it uh, MVS? You think, or just in general? Well, no, just because
1: I mean, if you tell everyone this is the cheaper option and everyone goes to the cheaper it's option, cheap. suddenly it's not cheap anymore because everyone wants it. Okay. All
0: right. Um. Ian, we have a we have a scumbag seller of the week. Week. All right, Ian. Uh, this is the Retro Drive, and it really, it really takes us. I mean, we come across, you know, our Raspberry Pi retro gaming devices all the time. We reject so many submissions for this comeback show of the week. It's it's like the Hall of Fame for video games. Like, you have to be cream of the crop. So, the plug and play retro gaming console includes over fifteen thousand games. Plug and play all your favorite original systems. Meet your favorite new toy. Every device has a Raspberry... Yeah, it's really new. Every device has a Raspberry <laughs> Pi computer inside that reads the SD card installed. On the SD card are thousands of games, emulators, and optimization settings that create and display the best... Emu- okay, it's what we know about, right? We've heard this all before. Yes. All the games on our system are originals from your childhood. We optimize these games to run perfectly on any television or monitor. And it comes with, uh, let's see, what is it, what does this piece of crap cost First, before we get into why this is chosen as comeback scumbag of the week? Um... What does this thing cost? Two hundred and seven dollars. Oh no, that's the original. No, it's two hundred and seven dollars. That alone would get you there. That's two. A, yeah, that's that's a lot. With an even with the, with the nice eight bit do controller, that's a ton of money. The eight bit do controller is like a $35, thirty five thirty dollar controller, something like that. Yeah, that's a ton of money. It's so like one hundred and seventy five bucks. Let's just say. Uh, and that's just increasing the amount of games. The standard one's one thirty-six. So it does what we love. We'll just charge an extra seventy dollars just for the three seconds. For the computer
1: doing, on. for the not even us, for the
0: computer doing thirty
1: seconds of additional file because transfer.
0: Because the memory card doesn't cost that much more. It costs like five ten bucks more.
1: It's insane. Which folder of pirated games am I dragging and dropping? Yes.
0: The small one or the big one? Hey Tony, we got another one twenty-eight gig. Get that going, okay, boss? Uh, okay, you know. So that's nuts. Okay, so that alone is really egregious. Uh, it's overpriced. Anyway, so that's bad, Ian. But then it gets worse when you scroll down. Uh, yeah, it has Atari, MAVE, Nintendo games, and Sega. Full game list you can click on. Okay. <clears throat> But we have testimonials. Yes, we do have testimonials. We have customer testimonials that I guarantee you, Ian, are 100% authentic that include not just the full name of the customers, but an image of each customer yep. on here. And I did not Google search image uh, most of these yet, but I will now as we talk. <clears throat> so you want to read the first one from uh, Miss Jessica here? Uh, from Yes, from Jessica Tofer.
1: I bought the deluxe version for my husband for a gift, and he loved it. I had a ton of questions, obviously, before I bought it, and the customer service was quick to respond and help me pick the best option. My husband loves it, and his brother is looking to get one now, too. I appreciate RetroDrive for helping me make the best choice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, you know what I want to do, Ian? When I buy an illegal product, I want to expose myself by not only telling the company selling me that, but doing a testimonial, having my full name and picture on the website. I can go on and on about this device. is the, the second one. Okay. I had
1: with Retro Drive. These guys know their stuff. I've built my own device similar to this before, and I couldn't get PlayStation games to run this good. Whatever optimization and configuration they've done to the device really has the games running smoother than I've ever seen with emulation. I recommend this company for anyone looking to experience retro gaming at its best. That was uh, Michael Langdon. If that's his name.
0: Yes. Um, yes. That, that looks like uh, something. They stole it off of, like, Facebook or social media, that picture there. Uh, this next one is Matthew Boggart, uh, w- which image almost looks like, a f- looks like it was Photoshopped. No, thank you, Amy, as my phone goes off. I finally got everything plugged in today. My family is loving it. So Oh, so they're saying this is a customer service. Thank you. Ah. Uh, Sorry about all the back and forth hassle, but you got it fixed in no time. Listen. If you need to call customer service for a RetroPie, how did you get to the point of of going on a website and, and buying, buying it? it? Yeah. The RetroPie is supposed to be for people that are more tech-savvy to begin with versus buying an all-in-one-looking NES Classic or a Genesis Classic. That's why people say, oh, well, i just get a RetroPie. Um, i let you know if we have any issues, but I think we're happy over here. All right, <laughs> next is from Derek. Uh, after what felt like a long wait, about two weeks, I finally got my device. Uh-oh. Might be some, some problem here. It was worth the wait, as I was, skepti- I was as skeptical as how many games would actually come on the device, but this thing seriously has all the games of the consoles, they say. I can't imagine I'll be getting bored anytime soon with access to this many awesome games. Thanks so much. And then finally, this could be my favorite one from Nicole. Um, you, have, you have to keep it, you know, both men and women here to make sure it's for everyone. I got this device, and I thought I'd be able to play online multiplayer with N64 games. Why? It doesn't look like there is any way to do that. But the game selection is insane, and having some friends over for some co-op gaming is a blast now. this is what I thought, Ian. They must have got complaints from actual customers saying, Why can't I play N64 online? So they needed to address that in the simplest way possible in a fake testimonial. Well, Brilliant. Brilliant that's, job, guys. That's how I felt about the
1: Michael uh, Langdon testimonial about the experiences. The the these I've built my own device like this before, but these guys did it better. It, 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 yes. As if to answer the yes. person looking at being like, why don't I just do I this waited, myself?
0: I waited two weeks for this, but when it showed up, it was awesome. So they're getting ahead of the people that are asking actual questions. Yes, by having fake ass testimonials. So I applaud the the the, the sleaziness. Los cojones, Ian, they have to have fake testimonials of people here. It's rough. It's rough. Oh, oh, uh, Nicole also appeals on the retro.not.com when I do a Google image search. Um, so, let's see. Is there testimonials here, too? Oh, okay. Th- th- this is good, Ian. You're going to love this. So, at retro not.com. They have, okay, what are the names? Nicole, Nicole shows up with the same picture, but they didn't bother to change the names of the people on this site, but have the same names. Uh, oh, no, 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 Matthew. Let's see, is Matthew the same one? Now i got to compare. Not Matthew's the same name was saying, thank you, Amy, but a different person on this other site. Ah. Uh, so there you go. So maybe maybe there's a company, Ian, that comes up with fake testimonials and pictures and, and pulls them off Just to these retro companies. Paws them out there, yeah. That's funny. There you go. I think, I think it's almost charming to, to be that ballsy to do fake testimonials. Yeah, it's insane. Does, uh, Jessica does not show up. Oh, they got a new head one on, on retro notcom um, They have for the NVIDIA Shield. Um, we also covered
1: retro Not before because did we? yeah, okay. because we talked about how they were using the name of a well-known retro gaming podcast as their website name, but they just put the hyphen. Oh, in the okay. Middle. Yeah, so we've we, we,
0: we've brought that them up. Before. Repeat through Google image search. So James Pembroke says, honestly, I thought all these retro systems were Chinese knockoffs, but after deciding carefully, I was lucky to have RetroNot assist me with purchasing my brand new Nvidia Shield. So naturally, I called out of work. To play Super Mario Sunshine. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Amy's working for all these different companies, apparently. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. She's, she's, she's doing overtime. All right, well, there you have it. So, the Retro Drive, folks, you're the scumbag seller of the week. All right, Ian, we have a Patreon for the podcast, don't we?
1: We do. Patreon.com slash CU podcast. Uh, you <laughs> pick a tier, there's money involved, uh, things are given in exchange. Uh, you get access to the full uh, video, video podcast that's right uh, you get that you get uh, we, we do a hangout once a month uh, do writing got some writing coming up about kool-aid uh, yeah, you yeah just it's good know, times. You, know, you did a writing about I, I did it did you post it you said coming up. I posted it. Yesterday. Well, I, I, I didn't know if you'd posted it. As of last yeah. night, you you still said you had to post it.
0: So then there's the writing about Kool-Aid up right now. Go read it. You can also, if you want to get the video podcast, you can click the join button on YouTube next to subscribe. There's also a tier for that as well. Just saying. Your option. So we have a Patreon poll topic we vote on. You guys vote on every week. Third and second place are almost tied. This is this is a fight. Second and third place are not going away anytime soon. In third place, 28%. What video game should be turned into a Broadway, Broadway musical? It's now a quest for some of these people to get this topic chosen. Uh, in second place, tips for a new game store employee at twenty nine percent. That's very strong for second and third place. And in first place, Ian, this is the, this is uh, I guess uh, an easier one to talk about. Or it, we can bring up your what are your top five movies of all time? So I generally hate
1: favorite questions i I absolutely do can't stand them uh favorite video games couldn't possibly tell you uh five favorite albums i have no idea five favorite bands fucking clueless um i am not a huge movie guy but i do still like a, a ton of movies so movies is not as hard for me as music or games or even foods um But it's still tough. However, over the years I've kind of created a Top 5 movies in my head For the sake of discussion Uh, Is it actually my top 5 favorite movies? If I really sat down to think about it Things might get shuffled around a little bit But all of these would be in the top 10 At least, Um, so I do My top 5 favorite movies uh, Are as follows No particular order Alien, Aliens Halloween, Bloodsport And Mean Girls all right, let's start. Let's start from each one. Let's go through. Alien uh, is I I, I I love the look of it. I love the movie. I, I love the set work. Um, it's a fantastic suspense film. I just like I, the Geiger I art. I, I, yeah. I, I adore it. Um, every time I watch it, it's still there. Are still Good cast, scene. great cast. Tom Skerritt's in there. Yep, Tom Skerritt. Uh, uh, Dean Stanton. Dean Stanton. Uh, the guy, the guy who passed away last year. Recipe: William Hurt, William Hurt, Yafit Koto, Sigourney yeah, that's Weaver. It's like
0: a fantastic. Cast. It's an insanely well, they're good cast.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, every time I watch that movie, there are still parts that that get me to to tense up. You know, that there are are still, to this day with the, with the yeah.
0: cat hissing and then like
1: yeah, Jonesy
0: can't forget Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy, fantastic actor,
1: fantastic, uh, fantastic, fantastic acting, Jonesy. Yeah. Um, aliens. Uh, also, people always—the first thing people always want to discuss when I bring up this uh, a- aliens is being on there as well. They're like two alien movies, really. They're fucking entirely different, they're different genres. genres. They're they're different films in different genres. I love the look and the lore. Of aliens, the xenomorphs. I there is built abso- out the lore. There, there is absolutely room in my top five for two movies about the same thing that are handled in totally different yeah, ways. Cameron
0: built out the lore to be something like a much larger world versus just the first movie, like.
1: Yeah, you get yeah. you get a, you're, you're, for the first movie is a suspense film. The second film is an horror action suspense. horror film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's suspense, but it's 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 a it's a fucking action movie,
0: action horror sort of thing, yeah. which is kind of rare.
1: It is it's very rare. Yeah. You don't you don't see it very often. It's it's actually kind of why uh, and, and and this is not in my top five, but um, Jason X. Like some people, no, some people okay. like li- I hate it, but I think most people. I li- enjoying. It I think most it people like it a little ironically, but I, I mean, uh, I do. I, I it, it's it's a weird 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 thing to see the the horror action sci-fi thing all mix around so i grab onto movies like that i i i really like stupid movies um even if it's something stupid like jason x I, i like it uh it's like it's a genre you don't see often um halloween uh again a suspense film i think it's i think it's 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 nearly a perfect movie um i love halloween i love the shots in halloween um the The pacing the pacing is incredible and the lack i I usually like my movies to have some backstory but the thing that works so well in in halloween is you don't really know there's no motivation really there's no backstory to michael at that point it's just fear it's just it's just something that is is coming at you know just a monster halloween monster it's, (laughs) it's literally fear um And, uh, yeah, I I love it. And it's also one of those movies that I think, at this point, uh, you know, if you're not into horror movies, um, I think the first Halloween still to this day surprises people because they go in expecting a slasher and I don't think anyone is like who's not into horror movies realize there's very little blood in the original ha- uh, Halloween it's not a it's not a shock movie there's 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 you know there's not a lot of there's no like real cuts of you know you don't really see a knife go into someone it's not like it, it, Friday the 13th as Friday the 13th especially as that that series went on same with the Halloween movies you got more of the gore you got more yeah, of the you slasher see the you got more of the splat that's really not there in Halloween Halloween really just kind of preys on suspense and build up um, are we going to go back and <laughs>
0: forth or you want to just do all five uh, uh, we can go back and forth that's fine because you already did what two or three you already did three I did three alright I'll start my first one here. um I, I, I like to do like favorites by genre well a- Aliens was going to be in my top five uh, and special edition Some people don't like The special edition Because it, 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 it maybe Drags in the, in the beginning With the people In the colony But there's a, it fills in the gaps Nicely later on That's why I like The special edition better My take on of, the
1: alien movies Is alien
0: special edition Never uh, Alien special edition Always I could say Some of the colony stuff You can cut out But it gives you More backstory to Newt at uh, the beginning, which I think is important at the beginning. It gives you more of Ripley learning about the dying daughter, yeah, which builds it, into new... So there's more character <laughs> development there that it's, works.
1: It's, ne- it's, it's, it's not necessary, but if you've got the extra 20 minutes to spend, it adds... It, 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 it takes an already good movie and really fleshes it out.
0: Yeah, you see... I mean, you when you, when you find out you've been in fucking sleep for like fucking 80 years and your daughter's dead... Yeah. Come on. You gotta keep that in Yeah especially it, yeah. because That's going
1: uh, to I mean that, that That directly informs Why she gives such a shit About Newt Later yes. on
0: in the movie And then obviously You get the cool things Like the sentry guns That's just an awesome I scene. love the sentry guns and, and it builds into Their strategy You get to see The cool thing about Aliens is that You can follow Their strategy Of trying to stay alive It makes sense Yeah They map it out for you They point out We're gonna seal off This door and this door We're gonna do this We're gonna have Bishop Go Like you can God, It, I, it, it I makes that sense That like, cast is so good Oh it's so fantastic it's like the movie makes sense as like okay they're trying to stay alive they're all competent and I'll get, I'll get one of my other picks about these are all competent people mm-hmm. that have to deal with something horrible these aren't stupid kids in a Friday the 13th movie or, or Nightmare on Elm Street so okay aliens no, is no, on my list that's what makes it
1: scary too is yes. so these are people who are they make mistakes but they more or less are trained
0: to handle these
1: situations yes. and they cannot they
0: go on bug hunts they literally say yeah. that we, we kill these sort of things usually okay so that's on my list first but that's not even count um, Glory I'll go more serious versus genre. Glory um, is one of the best war films I've ever seen. And according to a lot of historians, it's fairly realistic in how it depicts brutal civil war violence. Uh, When you watch garbage like Gettysburg that my dad forced me to watch, that is a romanticized version of the civil war. When civil war combat was, was brutal and just harrowing and something like glory, when heads are exploding and people are getting shot in the face and stale bayonets. That's not why I like it, though. It's a story of the Fifty Fourth uh, Regiment of Massachusetts, the first black, all black regiment in the Civil War. Um, Colonel Shaw, played by Matthew Broderick, uh, you have an out—I mean, an outstanding cast, outstanding cast in in this mo- uh, movie. Denzel Washington is got best supporting actor for his role. Morgan Freeman's in it, a younger Morgan Freeman. Uh, Carrie Ellis is in it. Uh, a young Andre Brouwer who could be the best most underrated actor ever um and it's a nice story that was good to learn about especially when i was young we, they they let maybe they, they just watched us that in like third grade fourth grade and it's very violent obviously it's r rated uh, but i'm i'm glad they they did because it's a, it's an excellent story and um spoilers it's not the happiest of endings either. So but it's but it's a true story. Uh so Glory is definitely up there and it's very uh the director I always forget his name but a very underrated director. Edward Edward Zwick directed that. And it's not a name you usually hear about for like a good director, but it was very very well competently made, sort of in like almost like a Spielberg sort of style. Uh he did um I'm looking him up cuz the name is familiar the to The last me. samurai he did which okay. was the more, he did Blood Diamond. So this is a very competent director. That you don't hear a lot about because he doesn't have that huge resume like Spielberg, but he's a right. very good director. So, and it's very hard to direct a war film well. So there you go. You ever see Glory? No, you never saw Glory. Holy no. shit! Well worth watching because there's obviously underpinnings, obviously of racism and slavery, but it's also about like what it means to become a man and try to get past all that and become a soldier. And um, you know all, they're obviously all ex slaves and they all have different perspectives as what's going on. It's fucking brilliant. Go, go watch Glory, everyone. I don't think it was nominated for best best picture, and it should have been. Um, I believe it was nominated for a uh, golden Globe for best director. Okay, so that's that's my first one. I'll go to my second one since you already did that. Uh, and 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 coming off of Aliens, a movie with a, a monster threat and soldiers, Predator. Great film. Go watch. Go watch. I did the um, rental reviews with James uh, about Predator. The the reason Predator works is that. Um, It's the best that Arnold has ever acted in a movie because he acts like a normal person for the most part. Mm -hmm. He doesn't act like this superhuman, except for one glib line when he throws a knife through a guy's chest. For the most part, it's a realistic, you know, soldier. And it's a group of soldiers, soldiers that are all competent, all specialties. You can their camaraderie comes through the screen. They train together as actors for weeks beforehand, and it's, it was hell on earth that production. It was hell on earth when you read behind the scenes of that oh, yeah. production. So they all bonded, and that comes across. I always p- point out, like when people talk about it, who, are, who aren't in the military, don't know like the, the special bonds that the, the these men form in combat together. Like that movie shows it without even showing it about how they all rib each other but you can tell they like each other love each other and will give their lives for each other but that's just the first half of the movie first thir- 30 minutes then you get to the Predator and it. the first time I watched it I watched it with my dad on VHS um, and I didn't know what I was watching because it was like it's a monster but you don't see it right and it's just <laughs> annihilating all these big six foot three huge muscle men who don't know what the hell's going on. They're all questioning each other. They're all like, we we don't know if these are a, a bunch of uh, just uh, guys running around the woods. Like, we have no fucking clue what's going on. And they're killing us one by one. And that's the part that's horrifying. They don't know what's happening. Right. But then they try to come back, and then it all falls apart anyway. And obviously, the, the monster itself is a brilliant design by Stan Winston, and that was obviously a change from our buddy Van Damme, who was yes. an ant person that was famously uh, fired, and that's a funny story. There's a whole There's a whole... <laughs> a verbal uh there's a verbal history of predator online you can watch uh that's written down and it's fucking brilliant of all the crap that went on in the scenes and people don't know what they're doing the original the original uh crude know what they were doing they had a the ant suit got thrown out for the new like I fucking love predator sorry i can go on forever no, that's great and great action all right you're next
1: um so next i'll say uh mean girls mean girls is one of my favorite films um it is a product of its time but I am a big fan of it's a, it's a product of its time in terms of its, its visual looks but I find the story is fairly timeless um, it's just it's, it, it's, a, it's a funny movie um, written by Tina Fey um, uh-huh.
0: Before starting live, or right, 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 right at the time, I she was think old,
1: right, before, right before. I think right before, or right around the time. Um, it's it's just it's it's very smart, very funny. Um, has great performances by some people that you wouldn't necessarily expect them from. Um, Lindsay Lohan is actually quite good in it. Uh, before
0: she went off the, the deep end.
1: Before she went off the deep end. <laughs> and I've never been like... I, I, I'm generally not like a huge fan of Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is funny in that as the principal. Okay. Exactly um, funny. And I just think that there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of... There's just a lot of good roles in there. Um, And every time I go back to it, I'm like, am I going to like it as much as I did? And the answer is yes, I always do. So it stays in my top five for sake of discussion. Because if I didn't leave it in my top five... Uh, it would just be action movies. <laughs> that's true. No dramas in your top five yet? No, no dramas. And, right. and the last one is... I mean, oh, it's, no, 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 I'm not, not going to say it. It's dramatic. I
0: got to do, do two more oh, before you catch up. Not, I only did two so far.
1: No, you did three because you said aliens. No, it doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: well, let's let's, let's, let's like a Uh Empire Strikes Back. Probably my favorite genre film of all time. It's a great movie. Um, it stands alone. It rises above the predecessor. It elevated... Uh, stars to be an actual franchise. Before it wasn't. It was just a really cool movie because they didn't have, film franchises didn't really exist on that level. Right. You can count James Bond a little bit. But it was like, that wasn't quite the same as this. Um, James Bond doesn't really do a continuous story. Yes, too. That's the thing. It wasn't a serial like this. Um, you the, the, the you learn that your, vil, your, your heroes from the original have deep flaws, all three of them, um, that they have to overcome because in the first one, they really didn't. Um, especially well, Han Solo's is like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to fight for this." And then he comes back and says, day. Uh, Han Solo's is my favorite Star Wars character by a country mile," and he shines obviously at Empire Strikes Back. It's really his show. Harrison Ford is fantastic. I love Harrison Ford, but he's great in this. Uh, the effects are so much better than the first one with the models, like the asteroid chase. You, they cannot do that in the original. A few years later, they figured out that, that shit. They figured that shit out, right? Um, the Hoth battle is great. The pacing of the movie is is great. Uh, Yoda is fucking fanta- a fantastic character, and the puppetry—you think it's real. Like you think it's real. Now he's puppet yeah. by Frank Oz. You think it's real? Done absolutely. It's amazingly. amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The 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 the, the, the speech, uh, you know, the whole speech about the Force with Yoda, right before Luke tries to raise and fail the X-wing. That's my favorite part of the entire movie. It's a it's, it's beautiful fantastic. with the score, with with the direction, with Frank Oz. Like when you see like Yoda grimace. Like it's like a disappointment. You're like, this is amazing. I can't imagine watching that in the theater. I can't. Ima- I like. I. I wish I could have watched that in the theater because I don't remember I, any film historians. Was there? Was there a puppet character like that in a in a movie that people bought as like being a real character to that point? Like a, plus like a sage character. Um, and that is the um. Then you get the Cloud City. You have the overly, the overly confident Luke get his ass handed to him by darth vader who's toying with him who's toying with him just to feel out. okay is this guy worth it you know um and then that lightsaber fight it's it's split into three parts but it's it's absolutely brilliant it's the best lightsaber fight out of all the fucking nine movies i don't care it's lightsaber fights are not about flipping around and doing fucking jumps it's about the emotion behind and what each character is bringing to the fight that's what makes the fight um and it's still good uh yeah and and it has a bad ending which before that wasn't a thing for like a big crowd movie it has a bad ending it, has, it ends it on a, a down note it doesn't a da- have well, a bad ending well okay one of your heroes is fucking frozen taken away by a bounty hunter i lost my damn hand and plus the biggest villain is my dad that's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty bad ian it's pretty bad brilliant score brilliant direction um i mean yeah irving kershner fucking great all right what's what's hit me uh, with four uh, oh, okay, now I'm thrown off by that one cuz now I got I got to struggle and think of, think of one. Uh, cuz I know what yours is going to be. I don't want to take yours. Uh I know one of yours is going to be Oh, you said dramatic. That's funny. Um uh, How about a comedy? A pure comedy? I rewatched Ghostbusters the other day. While well, I like Ghostbusters, that's not my favorite one. Um uh it's great as a comedy, obviously. I'm going to say Caddyshack for a comedy. Caddyshack, there, there's some rough edges that, when you look 40 years later on that movie, but it's such a hodgepodge of brilliant performances that the plot doesn't matter. Like that, the plot doesn't matter in Caddyshack. Sure, you you have you have brilliant performances by really four actors uh, at their prime. Really five? Let's see, who's the fifth one? Uh, Caddyshack. I'm going to put in Caddyshack. There might be a fifth one I'm missing. Caddyshack cast. But you have Ronnie Dangerfield, the peak of his powers who's probably ad-libbing almost everything he's saying in that movie, or the majority, he, and he's peeing your pants funny. Bill Murray is definitely ad-libbing everything, because that's been confirmed. He basically ad libbed That's the funniest Bill Murray's ever been. Uh, Chevy Chase is actually funny in that movie. Like, I know people, uh, he, Chevy Chase went, like, to the peak and then down, but Chevy Chase was actually funny in that movie, and you see why, as his, you know, his straight sort of line dry wit. And then Ted Knight is hysterical in that movie. Yeah, Ted he's Knight, his, yeah. hysterical. Yeah, As the snooty, <laughs> yuppie judge. like, And it's the mix of all these characters that make it great. And I know they had to re-edit that movie substantially, it sounds like, to take the focus off of the actual Caddyshack, because who the fuck cares about these kids and that Caddy character, yeah. and put it on you know the four funny guys, basically. And it's hysterical, that movie. I watched it with Andre one time. Andre one time hung out here uh, a year or two ago. He said, I've never seen Caddyshack before. I was like, you never saw Caddyshack? We watched it. It was great to show it to them for the first time I haven't seen it in years, but I mean I've definitely seen Caddyshack. <laughs> um it's it's one of my favorite com- uh, uh comedies. And and it's and it's totally rewatchable too. Uh there. So that's so that's uh probably for a comedy. And it may not even be my favorite comedy, but it's it always one that stands out to me. Because people always put, Okay, what about Caddyshack or um or uh, Animal House? Uh, Animal House is probably it's it's probably on paper a better movie. It's not a better comedy to me, if that makes sense for for Animal sure. House. All right, what about you? Your number
1: one. My number one, uh, like I said, no particular order, but uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport would definitely stay on there. Uh, And I'm not trying to say that it's a a fucking uh, classic of Western literature. It's not, but it's... Western Western entertainment? (laughs) Yeah, but...
0: um, Oh, but it was filmed in the East.
1: (laughs) But uh, it's it's a... It is a very fun movie that never takes too long on anything. Um, Has great fight scenes and wraps up great for it, the time yes. yeah, great for the time and wraps up where it needs to 90 minutes flat right yeah. 88 minutes get in get out get in get out uh, it has uh, Forrest Whitaker it has Jean-Claude Van Damme um, Donald they, Gibb Donald Gibb uh, they used actual fighters. Bolo Young, yep, uh, Bolo Young, Mr. Uh, Pex. uh who sent me on. I mean, I spent years obsessed with watching like all of the Bolo Young movies I really? could find. Yes, uh, he started his own stuff. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just if you ever wanted, a, I, I, I can think of no movie that kind of embodies what everyone thought was fucking cool. In the late 80s Which was A lot of dudes Bare knuckle fighting Ninjas Karate Action That sort of stuff
0: The mystery Well there was a ton Of martial arts yes. movies And action movies But most of them were, were hot garbage Most of them were hot garbage And most of them Didn't do what Bloodsport did Which 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 is why it's. Cut. By the way it, the, the budget was around Only 2 million for that
1: movie. It focuses on the tournament it doesn't deal with a whole lot of extraneous bullshit. Yes, there's the story about them getting Frank back to the US. And yes, there's the little bit of the love triangle. But they it, the, love the, triangle? Not love triangle, but the love, love interest. interest. Well, she's a but, reporter. She's a reporter. But the movie That was a lovely layer.
0: The airs. movie accelerates to where it needs to go yeah, very the, well. Yeah, it starts with the backstory how he got trained, 15 minutes. Uh, the, I love that montage. Fucking brilliant montage. Yep. And then it goes, okay, you're gonna meet your friend playing Karate Champ. You're gonna meet your first. You're, you're gonna meet your first uh, opponent, trying to trying to basically try to rape uh, the, the reporter. Yeah. Like
1: it, se- it sets everything up. And they get they get right to the tournament, and then they do the smart thing and they tell the rest of the story through the action.
0: Yes. Everything's worked out through the action. All all of the conflicts and friendships yep. comes out through the tournament. Exactly. Brilliant, Ian. That's, so, a, that's a good point. When it comes so, to that. I
1: mean, I, and, it, as much as it's something that can easily be laughed off, and it is just a, a, a kind of an overly macho Van Damme vehicle, I do think it does a number well, of things very, very well. It's what made Van Dam a star.
0: It's yes. his first starring role. It, it, it does a like, lot of things right. And, and Van Damme is, I mean, I know he had his problems in the 90s, like being coked up and you know, alcohol and problem with women. He's a super charismatic guy. Yes, he he. The reason Van Dam worked so well for that first whatever six, seven, eight years up to probably the Quest, which is basically a remake of, of Bloodsport, but with not as good as a plot, but better action. Um, he's like he looks innocent, but he can come off as tough. And he does portray getting his ass kicked well. He, he does,
1: yeah, yeah he, he plays the. He plays the. He's fresh faced. Yeah, he plays the fresh entry
0: in the Kumite very, very well. It, it's in, it's incredibly believable. And then you have a great supporting cast Donald Gibb as Ray Jackson, Bolo Young. Uh, uh, Norman Burton was a, a big time older actor as Helmer. And Forrest Whitaker shows up, right, like a year after Good Morning Vietnam, just about, uh, as Rollins. Uh, then you have uh, Roy Chow, who died, I believe, a year, a year or two ago. Big-time Chinese actor as yeah. Senzo Tanaka. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gravi- the g- fucking gravitas uh, yeah. uh, of this guy. You look at how many movies this guy's done. Oh, yeah. It's like 150 yep. movies. I just remember seeing him in Tora, Torah Tora. That's what I remember yeah, seeing Yeah, that's him. what I always remember him um, as. I'm sorry. He's Japanese, not Chinese. My bad. Um, and then he was obviously in Temple of Doom. As Lao Che, the villain in the beginning. Well, he played, he, you know, all these actors, they played different, you know, ethnicities there. But remember the beginning of the Temple of Doom? Mm-hmm. Basically the James Bond opening. Yeah. Fucking brilliant actor. Brilliant actor. Rest in peace there, Roy. Anyway, um, I used to watch this during the summer on a VHS tape right. on a dub. That you pulled off of TBS. <laughs> yes, because it's always on TBS. Yeah, so I, that's that's what we they, all grew up watching it <laughs> And they didn't always cut the violence out on TBS, if I remember. Sometimes they showed it. Sometimes they cut it out. Sometimes they showed it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I that's I, know, what I remember. I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it on TV with the bone cut out. But the the tape that I had growing up off of TBS showed the yes. compound fracture.
0: Yes. Um. So this is what I used to do in my living room. I used to mimic to try to learn martial arts when I was like 14, 13, I would try to mimic what Van Dam did. I swear to God, I would try, and I got better throughout that summer. I, I, I that's what I did. So that's that's your you know, I almost feel like I can't pick another one. I almost feel like I should just stop with Bloodsport and agree with you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy I mean how you... I mean how important is Bloodsport? It, it, without Bloodsport, you probably wouldn't have Mortal Kombat as a game. Yes, you know, like obviously it was based on extra Dragon too. But I mean, Johnny, Johnny Cage was going to be Van Dam. They wanted Van Dam uh, to do that. Um, yeah, like no, Bloodsport is is I I, I think Bloodsport is underrated. Uh, just be, just because it for uh, for that cheap of a movie. It it perfected like everything other movies were trying to do.
1: I love tournament movies, and I love Enter the Dragon for that reason. But Bloodsport
0: is very good. And as plus, well. when you read the, uh, you didn't read the script yet. I sent you the script. They they saved it. Van Damme saved it in editing too. He helped edit it because there was a lot of strange bullshit they cut out, but ninjitsu garbage uh, from the hack, uh, you know, fraud. Yeah. So like. Go read the script. You'll see there's a lot more, more stuff in there that they, they cut out. They probably cut out a good 10, 50, 10 minutes of this. It's good they did uh, f- from that. So, all right. Yeah, we're going to end on the, oh, the Bloodsport. Fuck it. On the Bloodsport. We both have t-shirts of it. We, we love Bloodsport. Uh, I'll think of one for next week. Uh, thanks for that uh, that question there. I feel like that kind of ends it. How, how can we go up from Bloodsport? Yeah, we can't. I think we're, that's we're, the end of the we're, podcast. We're going to shelve this Q&A again for we're another week. We're going
1: to shelve the Q&A again. I, never I don't about really th- have anything to say about that Q&A anyways. So I, I kind of do. It. Okay. But, We'll push, we'll push it off. By that point, no one's to be playing Fall Guys anymore. Have you played Fall Guys? I have. Is it fun? 50% of it. What, what,
0: what, what, what's
1: 50%? I would say 50% of the levels are a lot of fun, oh, okay. and 50% of the levels are not it's fun. It's just all platforming. All. Well, the platforming ones are the fun ones. I don't like the team based games.
0: Oh. Okay. It's interesting. You think, you think it'll last like Fortnite, or just be like, sort of like, eh, a few months later? People I think it that. will last for a while. Really? Yes. Like for a year?
1: Yeah, I think we can get a year out of it. I think because they still haven't even, I the, the company that made it. I don't think is it, it's not like they just released it and it's done. They're going to fine tune oh, it. They're going to fix things. There are things they could do that could pull me, that could get me to be more interested in playing more of it. Um, you, you yeah, play, you play on Steam? No, I, it's free on PlayStation Four. Oh,
0: um, is on Switch yet?
1: No, okay. uh, on Steam it's twenty bucks. On PlayStation Four,
0: it's free this month. Oh, we should a PS4 because I I want to try because it'd be interesting to see a, a a battle royale platformer. Like I said, sort of it,
1: the, the 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 thing for me with the game is f- the the part the stuff that works is a lot of fun. I love having like sixty of these little jelly beans run around and try to be the first to to a goal. That is fun. Um, the team based stuff, especially some of like the capture the flag stuff, where it's just you have a minute and a half to run around and whoever has the most tails at the end of it wins. It's like it, it, you're doing a minute in fifteen seconds worth of shit that means nothing because it's all down to who has, you know, XY or... the team games are poorly thought out. That's, okay, all, so that's
0: you can that. Well yeah. you get on the team. Why don't you become a consultant? You can you can you can draw out some I don't think game. they need
1: anyone else yelling at them that the team games are for are part poor. Oh, so, that, so
0: everyone's saying that, that team that, games yes, a lot.
1: Of, it, it, it it when you talk to people who who like it but have issues with it, it's always the team games. And it's not that there isn't a like there could be some fun team games, but it,
0: it's it's too random there's there's just no skill to it there's no skill involved it's almost chance okay all right well there's ian's fall uh, fall guys review there all right all right well this is our thanks for our blood sport centric podcast did i did i do even five Yeah, five with blood sport five with blood sport and uh remember you can uh, you can join us on youtube click that join button or on patreon patreon.com slash cd podcast and uh we'll see you in a week ian yeah. Will be it'll be is Labor Day this Sunday? It is. No, well, it does. Because it's always what the is it the first uh, the first. No, no, no,
1: no it's th- not. It's it's, it's it's the second.
0: Oh, it's the latest because it's it's yeah. it's it's um, it's the first Monday of September, right? Yeah. And so, oh wow, it's going to be the like the it's eighth. It's the seventh or the eighth. Yeah. The se- Wow, that's a late. That'd be cool for school. you get that extra time off. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, the sick. No, that's July. Actually, they might have forced me back to school. I'm trying to think. That might have happened one year. They forced you to come back. Yeah, it's Did on it? the 7th. They forced you to come back for that week, and then just give you off that next Monday. <laughs> like, I come in that Tuesday right. for a few days, but we we'll get the next Monday off. So you get like two, three-day weekends, basically, <laughs> in a row. All right, that's Ian Yawning. I'm Pat Contry. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.